on today's show, we are getting to know Anton. But first, a word from today's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. What is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and to start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chatting sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera. If you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Getting to Know You Pod listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash getting the number two. No, the letter U, just like the pod's name. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash getting to know you. Link in the pod's description. AndrePsyche.com is gone, but Andre Psyche, the man on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is alive and thriving. You're going to want to go follow and message Andre. Why? Because he is the freelance creator extraordinaire, someone who makes poetry, music, art, clothing, and lives to make others feel good. Search him up. It's Andre Psyche the next time you're looking to add some creative stimulation to your social media circle. Listeners, listen up. Get 25% off your order at ShadyRays.com by using the promo code GETTING. Use GETTING, G-E-T-T-I-N-G, when checking out to get 25% off on the best sunglasses around. Shady Rays takes extreme pride in their multi-layered lens technology made for high visibility and strength to be shadow-resistant. And with free shipping and a lifetime lost or broken protection, why would you choose any other brand? Go get you a pair or two by going to ShadyRays.com, perusing their polarized sunglasses, and then using the promo code GETTING when you check out to save 25% on your order. Support the Getting to Know You Pod's creative endeavors for as little as $2 a month on our Patreon. That's right, this podcast has a Patreon, and you, dear listeners, can support our creative endeavors. Your money will go towards the cost of producing, distributing, and improving the quality of this podcast. Again, you can go to our Patreon, that link is in the description, and for as little as $2 a month, you can have a part in supporting the Getting to Know You Pod's mission of getting to know all sorts of new and interesting people. Two bucks a little too much. Well, here are three free ways to help. Push the subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on. Friend or follow the pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Go to Apple. Write a review. These will cost nothing but your time and will mean so much to the pod's growth. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. My 
And Anton is coming to us from one of the cooler yoga rooms in America. And he has figured out how to take away all your pain. <laughs> Anton, thank you so much for coming on the pod and letting everybody get to know you, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Sean. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the right Sean's pod, by the way. I know there were several Sean's asking you to come on their pod, and I'm glad you found the Zoom link. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> a little pre-recorded well, inside humor. Right. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Sean and I, we went to high school together. Yeah, and um, it was funny. So I had uh, originally reached out. I've been trying to find different sponsors for the podcast and trying to find companies that my audience of whole – typically I have a lot of like yogis or a lot of just healthy people who have come on. And I've been into CBD though. I haven't tried it. So I cold emailed New Light being like, hey, would you like to advertise? And then lo and behold – you're the fucking guy who is new light. And I thought that was awesome. And I was like, fuck advertising, man. Um, come on, tell me about what you've been up to and um, how you're developing this product. Well, yeah. So it's been about 20 years right? Um, since we've seen each other. Yeah. Uh, a whole world of things have happened. We try, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count on you to keep me on track in this time so that uh, we can get to everything. But, you know, basically – I, uh, I've been involved in the CBD industry realm for a good part of 10 years now, half, about half of that time. Um, uh, maybe that's stretching it a little bit, but it seemed, uh, anyway, there's a, there's a couple of avenues I went down to get to the path of the place that I am at now. You know, I have a patented technology. That if you would ask me where I was at even two years ago, uh, I've been uh, we at, here at New Light. We've been making leaps and bounds and just trying to move forward with like uh, staying on on the on the right path. You know, one 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 foot in front of the other. Yeah. So let's start with this, man, because I'm. It, th this is what I was most curious about. How do you get into just wanting to make CBD stuff that's uh, helps people feel better? Right. So, you know, we're going to go, all right. So I have, we got, you know, uh, I have scoliosis, you know, and I, and I've been an athlete. So I have some, some personal motivations to, uh, be holistically healthy. And, um, You know, I've stayed away from all pharmaceuticals as much as possible, surgeries, and try to go the holistic route <laughs> when, when possible. Uh, that being said, you know, um, through a series of events, I don't know how else to describe it, I ended up working with the Native American church. Uh, and we, we ended up traveling around the country and helping a lot of people. Uh, in that process with hemp, with CBD, um, amazing, amazing results. I meet a lot, a lot of amazing people, and just the, the amount of uh, good I saw it doing. I knew that I wanted to bring this to the public, 
the church that I got involved with was highly disorganized. And uh, it was my job to straighten them up and get everything uh, organized so that we could we could get what this this branch of the church that I was working with uh, more smooth, you know, smooth uh, operating more more functionally, right? So I came in, we set up the website, we got membership cards, we uh, streamlined the operation. We were able to go to, to to multiple locations and travel and help a lot of people. So uh, during that process, I got to learn a lot about how uh, CBD in general and also holistic healing. Um, which was, you know, a continuation of the yoga and, and, and other things that I've been doing throughout my life. But, uh, it was basically a native American church where I learned the benefits of, uh, the hemp plant. I've been an advocate and, uh, for cannabis law reform for, 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 for about 10 years. That's where the 10 years came from gotcha. with, this, with this hemp, with this hemp. Cause you know, I, I, I stayed away from, uh, Pain pills, surgeries, uh, <laughs> my whole life, uh, and, and and went and turned to yoga and smoking weed and, and, and you know some other things that probably weren't as as healthy. But I just, <laughs> we're a pharmaceutical level, <laughs> right? No, no, I stayed away. No, from, no, not pharmaceutical, but like the pharmaceutical grade or pharmaceutical level type stuff, not actual pills. A step over pot, basically, is I guess the way I look at it. Yeah, no, I never did any, um, like uh, maybe hashish or like uh, a little bit of mushrooms here and there. But anyway, uh, like okay. the thing is, I'm sorry, yeah, then I made the wrong assumption. No, um, I just uh, the uh, anyway, the church was a major gray area. We were, we were. Um, we were doing intermuscular injections, similar oh. to vitamin B shots or vitamin C shots. You get into your stomach, abdomen, or your your butt or your shoulder. Um, we were doing that with cannabis. The, the 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 founder of the church that I worked for worked for Pfizer in the early '90s back at UC Davis, and they were doing cannabis research into animals. Uh, they were having a lot of success where they were taking it uh, intermuscular. Uh, formula and injecting tumors and inject injecting into highly infected areas and uh, they shut down the whole operation several years later the the founder of the church who I worked for he ended up getting uh, pancreatic cancer the tumor was growing and they, they told him um, there was basically nothing he could do so he found a doctor um, in Bakersfield and went up uh, what they did was they ran the catheter right up into the tumor and the doctor made Chris do the injection himself so he shot himself up with this CBD formula uh, and it, it was all documented it was about the size of a golf ball oh wow and um, it, it shrank down to the size of raisins within uh, uh, about a month and then eventually completely dissipated. Chris was, was then cancer-free for oh, a good 10 years by the time I had met him and he had had 
this operation uh, going underground uh, for the Native American church where you would sign up for the church and he would give you these treatments of um, intramuscular cannabis shots. So and, uh, was, the, was the church just kind of like a front or was there a spiritual aspect that they were bringing up with the cannabis as well? Yeah, so we'll get, I got no problem getting into that. Um, we, I, the, the church was called the Oklahoma Native American Church, right? We were one branch of about 300 in the United States. There's a mother church based out of Utah. Um, I actually have a plaque hanging up here uh, because I founded the Oklahoma Native American Church at the Eastern Shore here in Delaware. Um, uh, during this operation and uh, they have won several Supreme Court cases allowing all uh, creeds, races, religions to come in and join this church and it was it was unifying it was uh, it, whatever religion whatever 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 they won the Supreme Court cases which is unusual especially in Native American um, case law that they could uh uh they would allow these members so 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 i believed in what they were doing they were unifying everybody they would they would bring and so yes there was a, there was a spiritual aspect where they would you could be trained to become a medicine man i i was scheduled to go out there and do the trainings and, and you know and what that entails is like a month long of ayahuasca training in the desert and various places with other medicine men multiple times um and and I, I i had not done that yet but i did i i was in contact with a couple of the elders from, and spiritual teachers throughout the other branches um mainly to organize uh the treatment process that chris and i were doing you know that was mainly my position was the organization until the point in time where the mother church gave Chris a letter of distrust and said that he was no longer, uh, you know, a member of association within this organization and blah, 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 blah. There was, there was a major falling out between, between his branch and the mother church. What caused the falling out? Was it the fact that he's doing injections and they wanted to be more like, ayahuasca spiritual um guiding people through their holistic ex or the, through their psychedelic experience uh i would say there's a multitude of things as, as with anything there was probably some politics like you know, or like i don't know like power grab where who wanted to be in control of what and maybe some financial stuff as well but um, also but also that was part of it and probably for further and foremost was that Chris is a rock star. I want to try to leave most people's names uh, in these stories um, out. There's some things that are public that I, I, I will I'll address, but yeah. there was uh, a, a lot of this with the Native American church. You know, you had certain civil liberties where you were allowed to have uh, um, your, your, your sacrament, your religious sacrament, which included cannabis, ayahuasca, peyote, um, mushrooms and and, 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 and and there was four cases that were one uh, but you know 
Did you? As they should, as they should, as you know, like I said before, I, 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 I encourage the use of holistic, uh, medicine when, when appropriate, you know, right. do you um, have to use it on a reservation or on native American land? Or could you no, buy like a building never. just out in the public, say you're this church and then those rights are given to you? Yeah. Uh, if you're a member of the, the church, then you then you have the certain civil liberties. Um, I had a card with the Q, QR, uh, you know, scanner on the back that would take you to the website uh, that would explain to the officer or any um, enforcer of law or color of law oh, that if you were, if you were <laughs> any, any color of law, honestly, postman, whatever, if you were to violate my civil liberties, I could personally hold you accountable as well as your establishment. So you can sue the department and the person. And you can, and there's the, a the Supreme Court case law to um, uphold that. And so we were, what we were doing, I mean, yes, that was, that was, that was truth. But we, I mean, there was some, I don't know how else to put it, but miraculous things that I saw where we would inject this tumor, uh, tumors directly with this oil and they would go away. Or even if they wouldn't go away, I remember a man who was laid in his bed for two and a half years. He had a tumor growing at the base of his skull in the back, um, probably about the size of your fist. He had left his bed in two years. And we went there normally. You do you sign up the, the 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 person and also the family member because they're the person that's going to be treating him. So his wife was there, and we showed him this is risky, risky business, dude. I was putting a needle in somebody's back of their head at a tumor of with cannabis oil, right? Yeah, this is like the first six months I'm involved with this church. Yeah, and let me just pause you for a second, man, because that's where my mind um, kind of went when you were talking about the medicine man training with the focus on ayahuasca. What you're describing seems so much more scientific and medical, not as much spiritual. Right. So, right. So that's why it was a major gray area. But I believed <laughs> in the technology. Gotcha. And when you say technology, you mean the CBD product itself, right? Not like some sort of special injection method or special needle. It's just straight up this oil that you found well, to be so effective. not necessarily. Oh, the okay. oil too, but the injection method, yes. However, I mean, right now, I am currently not producing um, intermuscular injectable, but I have been in contact with different pharmacists and, and and, and uh, holistic doctors, as well as integrated medicine specialists, because I do believe that these intermuscular injections of cannabis are extremely beneficial, especially when combined with the right technology, like nanosizing the particles to get to the areas of need effectively. Um, yeah, it seems and, like, and I, I've not had chemo or been around someone with chemo, but basically you're shooting a laser at the tumor, right? You don't just like take a pill and let it dissolve like you would an aspirin to take away. Are pain. you asking me about chemotherapy right now? No, what I guess I'm trying to when you're when I'm picturing a direct injection. Yeah. In my mind, I'm picturing it almost like what chemo would do to target, where it's a straight line of met. I don't know. I guess medicine's probably the wrong word. A straight line of treatment that's directed at the problem source. And to right. me, that's always made 
more sense to be effective. It's like, yeah, that would obviously that would attack whatever's wrong with you quicker and better because it's right there at the source. It doesn't have to go through all the other stuff that's in your body. Right. So if I continue my story, this man who laid in bed for two and a half years, after we got him that, that one injection, the very next day, not only did he go to the movies, but he went out to dinner with his wife and his kid for the first time in two and a half years, the very next day. And there were several cases where I saw people who were gray or green, hunched over, looking not very well, come back with full color in their, in their skin, with a zest for life, and, 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 and do extraordinarily well. So I knew from firsthand benefits, the extreme benefits of, 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 of getting, of jumpstarting the endocannabinoid system. That's all CBD is. It's a way to jumpstart the endocannabinoid system. Whether you do it through injection, whether you do it through sublingual, topical, whatever. We have receptors throughout our entire body. They're in every major organ. And our body is made to receive it. So, you know, a lot of people's endocannabinoid system is stalled. They haven't had hemp or anything in their diet for years or whatever, or even decades now, whatever centuries we have had that taken out of our diet. Yeah, because right? if you're not, and I'm sorry to cut you off, man, but I, I think that's a decent point And it's actually something I wonder about. To get CBD, is it found anywhere other than hemp? Like, like if I eat a Cliff Bar... Is CBD in that or they're like... Cannabinoids. Yeah, you can find cannabinoids in cannabinoids. other products. Uh, or not products, organisms. Um, do, you, do you know a couple examples of maybe like a common way that people may have some or ingest some cannabinoids that they might not know? Or is I, that just... I have question? notes. I'd have to look into them. I, I, to gotcha. be honest with you, yes. I, I do have those notes. But I, 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 uh, I am still a student, Sean. I, I'm still trying to learn myself. Like I, uh, I go to class every Wednesday currently um, at this place called the Resident Science Foundation. Uh, it's, I'm sorry for a cheap plug, but I really love these guys. They're no, don't be sorry. They're, they're explaining physics, and they're, uh, they're, they're helping me um, further this technology um, that I'm working on. Uh, so gotcha. well, no, and the reason I brought it up, Anton, was just because I, I've heard a lot about the, and I always fuck up the name, the endocannabinoid system. Did I get yes. that close? Right. Yep. So yeah. I, I've seen diagrams, I've seen videos, I've had the director of CBD Nation on, and I watched his documentary. And when you see how much, when it's illustrated, how much of your body is like craving, it's looking for cannabis, right? Cannabinoids that, that right. you're like, that, that's why I wonder if I'm drinking wine right now, do I have any chance of having it? Or do I have to like eat a cow who has wandered into a pot field and has ingested pot? And now because I, I don't eat know, cows. I don't know offhand. I yeah. remember doing a little bit of studies into some, and I want, and I want to say a couple plants, I just don't want to be wrong. Yeah. I get you, man. I, it's, I, that's why I was thinking. Why I bring it up also is because I think that just highlights the benefit of like you hear about omega-3 acids and supplements of whatever, B12 and zinc and all this stuff. But I, you don't hear a ton of in, – in mainstream at least, my, my circles – about the cannabinoids and the benefits of them 
for your body and maybe how little you're actually ingesting them in just your regular diet? Well, there's more and more studies about the specific cannabinoids. You see the superstars all, all the time, THC and CBD, right. but there's, there's a hundred, there's, there's, there's way more than, than that even, you know, but they're now, now that the laws have changed, they're able to do studies and, and not only that, the studies are, are getting, I don't, I don't know how to put it. There, there's probably been more studies done on, on cannabis than, than on certain pharmaceuticals, right? Yeah. However, the, it, it doesn't count for some reason. I'm not sure why, you know, basically they have, um, they have a, a, a level if they do a certain test, if you get a certain company to do a certain test, then it's okay. You know, my concern for the cannabinoids and the pharmaceuticals just last year, or no, in 2018, they descheduled CBD. They coupled it with THC as a schedule one narcotic. Right. Right. So at that point, they, they could have rescheduled it. They could have put it down to, you know, like a two or a three and then, and then, um, like, like, like not Tylenol, but like a step above where they required you to get the synthesized version uh, of CBD from Walgreens, right? Because that's what's safe. Okay. Just like, uh, let's say, all right. Cause so like, so like the willow bark, dried willow bark is aspirin. So you can't just go around and put dried willow bark in anything um, that you choose because if you take too much of it, it could cause potential harm, right? Gotcha. Um, so in some cases, regulation obviously is great, but but when you when you synthesize something, you lose the organic uh, the organic incorporation and the exchange of information that goes down between organisms, you know, and that's, that's my, that's my person. Yeah. And I, I think that makes sense. A lot of people are going that way with diets, whether it's grass fed or just wanting to get organic, whatever, like people are craving right. a more natural consumption of whatever they're consuming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, it's something that I wonder why and the theory and we don't have to get too conspiracy theory because i want to keep hearing about um the church and your experience and um education right like you're uh the, why you're so passionate but i just really wonder with like pharmaceutical companies is it as simple as they're not going to make as much money if something that can be kind of natural and people could produce maybe on their own or maybe small businesses like yours could do if they're if pharmaceuticals, i don't want to try to uh guess the motivation yeah right i know it's just speculation but that's my conspiracy theorist all right man let's get back to the church did any of the people that were injected did they describe how they felt as the cbd oil was going in and then like throughout the day or night as it was um yeah so them? it's not an inner it's not an intravenous injection right it's intermuscular it's like in in the in the musk intermuscular like you do it in the fatty part of your thigh or in your buttocks, or in your shoulder. Some people do it in their stomachs. Um, that's where uh, um, a lot of vitamin C, vitamin B shots are done, right, right there. Uh, and so, yes, there is effect sometimes felt within minutes. Um, 
and it's usually a relief, sense of uh, calmness, relief, um, especially because what we were doing with the nanosizing. Now, what I want to get to nanosizing is not a what I'm doing. The reason why I have a patent is not because I have nanosized CBD. Nanosizing has been in the pharmaceutical industry for for years, for 20 years. You know, they they've been increasing the bioavailability of the other uh, of organisms by nanosizing the molecules and, and 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 getting getting those molecules to the places of need more efficiently um, because of things like the blood-brain barrier, uh, cellular walls. All these things have their own um, skin, which has a nano, which are usually the thickness in nanometers, right? So when you have, or even microns, when which is, uh, a nanometer is one thousand times smaller than a micron, so you could have nine hundred and ninety-nine nanometer and then a micron, right? Okay. So when you're in the nano nanometer realm, you're you're able to get through to areas of affected need. So. Well, basically, my point is that um, nano sizing isn't new material. And that's not why I have the patent. There is only a handful of uh, nano CBD companies out there. Um, most of them are water based. Mine is oil based. I do have a patented technology that deals with sound and light. Um, which allows me to do nanosizing it with the oil, which I, which, which is different than the, uh, the, uh, water-based. Yeah. Water-based. And is the benefit that it just is like more dense with cannabinoids or what, why is oil right, a so better way to nanosize? Water-based, you're talking about isolates, right? Uh, isolates are what able to be able to broke down through the water. Now, now when you're talking, all right, yeah. So, so the isolates, when you separate the molecules further and further down, it's it's like the difference of taking sap from a tree versus plywood from uh, or sawdust from plywood, right? You got all of them scrapped together, pulled apart dusted down and then you place it. That's what the majority of the CBD industry is now is the CBD powder and cherry juice or in shampoo and it's called CBD Blau and they have 5,000 milligrams and nobody believes that it does anything. That's why a lot of the market is saturated. They say, oh, well, this one's a thousand. Oh, well, this one's 10,000. It doesn't really matter because it's just, it's just sawdust and cherry juice. Can I pause you just to stick with that because i this is super interesting to me because i've seen those and i get overwhelmed as a consumer who has zero knowledge so if you're saying and i'm just going to make a number a thousand milligrams mm -hmm. it, but if it's in like a gummy that's the size of a starburst why does that why is there not a thousand milligrams in that gummy that's the size of a starburst again that might be a terrible example but i'm just trying to put like visuals on it to understand well, is it because like water so it's powder it's powder and basically you get there's a couple of big manufacturers italy and china are the two big manufacturers cbd isolate powder they flood the market with 
Okay, and it, it, it's just a powdered version that you can put in whatever. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm getting so now companies buy this powder from Italy or China, and then they make their CBD shampoos, and yeah. they, so they buy it in bulk from them. And then the original thousand milligrams, so a big scoop that they take out of this CBD powder barrel, they put into their gummy mix, and now you're consuming CBD edibles to help you, not get you high, but to help you. And what right. what's happening is that powder is not a great form compared to an oil. And, correct. Okay. And the powder is not a great form. Why? So, in my in my belief, when you do the extraction, you do the separation, you keep separating, you keep separating. Um, you're gonna all right. So similar to like when you have a purebred dog, and you keep breeding that those dogs within the same. Um, let's say you want like a, a dog like a German shepherd to have big, broad shoulders and, 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 and to have a nice lean back. Over periods of time, those back hips are going to get weak. And, and, and then in that genetics, they have weak hips because you've, 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 you've isolated and, and, and multiplied from that one thing repeatedly. So when you isolate the molecule and multiply, you're going to get, you're going to get weaknesses instead of strengths because you're not you're going to lose your agility you're going to lose your versatility you're going to lose your ability to connect right uh and so with um with nano sizing whole with nano sizing oil based molecules when you are reducing those molecules they're they're shrinking they're 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 dividing and they're getting smaller the, the information that's held within those molecules is 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 held within every division. There is no loss of information. It's a it's a fractal um, division that not only retains the information but increases its potency and allows it to get to the areas of need more effectively. And why does that get lost in the powder based one? Like, okay, so you you, and I'm not trying to like play a gotcha game at all, my friend. I'm I'm really just trying to understand the uh, difference because visually, I, I I like the idea of oil. To me, I just think of it as simple as like dense powder right, dry. So, but I'm just right, so that's why I'm curious. Look, all right, when you look at molecules, you have the the, the, the base of a molecule. You have a neutron, you have protons and electrons spinning around. And sometimes you have, you have even amounts like in gold, or you have a, a perfect uh, atomic structure. However, most uh, elements have have variants of uh, this this um, X, like eleven, however many amounts of um, protons, and then X amount of neutrons or uh, electrons, right? So then, when you separate the individual molecule repeatedly you take away from the organic spin of what is what is naturally occurring and uh, you force it to basically be with itself 
over and over again to multiply by itself. All right, so okay, no, right, so I, you I, can take you can take you all right, so you can take a stem cell, put it, you can take a stem cell and put it in a, in, a, in a petri dish, and it will multiply, and it will be the same stem cell repeatedly. Exactly, there will be no variant until what what will change the variant is the culture medium that it's in. So if you're taking the if you're taking a molecule out of its culture medium, which is the oil, which is its natural environment, and you're isolating it and keeping it by itself repeatedly, 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 then it is going to get degraded, in my, in my opinion. There it is. Okay. And, dude, I, I love the explanation. Um, the, the visual and the comparisons help me a lot. That makes sense. If you're taking the element out of its environment, its natural environment, um, you would just assume I, I can apply that to just life. <laughs> like you take shit out of its normal environment. Something's not, it's not going to be what it's meant to be. There's a reason it has a natural environment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Does the, yeah. is there a difference between the way your technology with the oil is shrinking or reducing the size versus the powder does the powder actually like does the powder do the powder hey, people like listen to me i don't know nothing about the powder how about that <laughs> no don't I, I straight up i know nothing about the powder gotcha. other than i don't want to use it <laughs> gotcha okay a little more about oil then yeah um <laughs> Or like anything else, really. <laughs> Got you. No, dude, I, I think it's, well, and, and the reason I don't mean to harp on it, I don't mean to just shit on like the powder stuff, but I, I think it's important for consumers because you're right, man, the market's so flooded. And if you have a special patent, if you have a technology, if you're able to make a product that's more potent, more effective in a in a quicker time or however it is more effective, I guess I'm just trying to like, I am. However, it's not it, the the comparison is is not there. It's not between the powder and the oil. It's between what how I manipulate sound and energy oh. and incorporate that into the molecule. Because I could do that with powder. I choose not to, and that's why I didn't want to get talking about powder because no. I could put isolate in this oil and do what I'm doing. And people have asked me to do that, and I refuse to. I I'm not going to dumb down my potency or of my product to make extra money to use some stupid powder and that's why i just don't want to talk about it because that's not where that's not where the benefit of my technology is the benefit of my technology is how i manipulate sound and energy and energy in general into the molecules to increase its potency and bioavailability you know what i mean Barely, but yeah, I know what sound and energy are, but tell me about how it gets manipulated. That's interesting to me. All right. So I started with the church, right? And, and we, we were doing nano sizing. That's how we got started on this. Um, like I said, it's, 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 it's an existing technology and that's why that's not the reason why I have a patent. The reason why I have a patent is because when I, I was forced to leave the church, I was forced to make a decision to, this is a very gray area. 
we were helping a lot of people, but <clears throat> you know, every step of the way I was fought. I had the law, I had, a, I had a federal attorney. I had an integrative medicine specialist. I had a pharmacist. I had a website. I had the contracts. I did every, I had the bank, I had everything in my name, mind you as well. And, um, the, the, every, every, you know, every couple months we would meet with celebrities or, uh, bankers or investors, huge, very, very impressive people, people of government, um, Mind you, we were helping most of them. They were very, very impressed. But the person who I work for, remember I told you we got a letter of distrust. Yes. He, he was a rock star. I mean, bar none. You know, rock star, you know, and he, this is part of the reason why we were introduced to these celebrities. And, and part of the reason why we were, we were, we were into these bankers and people, people, people gave us an opportunity that was my job to hold those business ventures and relationships as stable as I could, but he did not want to follow the rules. I don't know how else to put it is we weren't going to get it done the legit way. And I had to make a decision whether it was going to be continue to do these shady injections that are helping people or go to jail really so i i i i disassociated myself from the church completely and it took me uh two years to get a patent and and then another two years approximately to just to, to get the new light to where it is today so i had this fall back i did research i went into studying i i studied re resonant frequencies I got into um, cymatics in different stone circles that I found um, a lot. Some of these stone circles I found with, like in Arizona when we were, when we were some of these reservations. And in the way that they're placed, I, 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 I started following different researchers um, where they would map the, the frequency of the earth uh, would match the geometric uh, structure that was formed by the resonance of that energy in a stone structure. So within those circles, they could find huge energy spikes. And this interested me. I already know that we were working with sound um, to, to, to use ultrasonic vibrations to break down the molecules, um, uh, allowing them, right? And then I, what I was interested in was holding holding the molecules in certain resonances, like mm. the resonance of love, or like the resonance of um, strength, or you know different di different um, different different harmonic resonances that are produced naturally with certain sacred geometry. So I studied geometry, I studied sound I, and, and, and physics, and and through that. I was able to develop uh, technology that I could write into uh, a 45 page patent to submit to enhance endocannabinoids with energy. The, uh, the name of the patent is energy enhanced endocannabinoids and it allows me to enhance organic molecules as well as 
cannabinoids with my patented process of using sound and light to not only nanosize the molecules, but supercharge them uh, with energy. That you sound like a rock and scientist to me, man. The <laughs> like, I, it, there there were eight different things that you had just said that I had honestly never even heard about before. I'm just I'm 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 flabbergasted, man. I'm so impressed. I'm trying to wrap my head around understanding because can can we go to when you had mentioned strength and I, I thought you had mentioned love. I did mention love. Strength strength was a stretch. Okay. Um, Help me understand what that. I was looking that... for a word. There's different. Like I, I really have to pull out some of my notes, and I may I probably should do that. So I don't, so I'm not just like. Um, Freestyling. I'm not reaching, but but there are. Uh, if well, you look, if you were to study, if you just look up cymatics, right? And you were to put sound. I'm just going to give you the basic um, basic understanding of what that is. Let's say you were to put sound on a, a sand on a board and vibrate it to a, a specific sound. It will start to create um, specific geometric patterns. Right. Right. So when I say love, I mean the geometric pattern that is represented by like the chakra of love in India. That's just kind of like a relationship to the notes that where I've gone through in my notes gotcha. of my, that's why I'm trying to jump in. That's I'm kind of jumping ahead. So when you see a geometrical pattern that's related to uh, a chakra or not a chakra, but a, um, <clears throat> it's making that's making more sense so just a, a quick google and the sand with the sound i think is a great example and basically there are these patterns that are formed energy kind of patterns that are formed that you've tried to follow these patterns and apply them through right certain sound frequencies frequencies, certain frequencies like the um, the frequency of the earth or even, even, e even as far as, all right. So like, like the double square is, uh, is, is, is the, is the square root of five, right? It's basically two squares together. It's, it's the pattern of, um, the sarcophagus and the great sphinx. It's what uh, Solomon's temple was built off of. There's, there's, there's the, the square root of three, the square root of two, the square root of five, pi and five all create certain geometrical patterns, which seem to be represented um, throughout everything that we, that we find <clears throat> in life. So, so when I, when I designed my light box, I used a double square uh, dimension for the actual box. And then I used uh, 1.618, which is the golden ratio for the curvature of the lens of the crystal that diffracts the light. So that I try to tap it. The, the more that I study about um, interacting with, uh, I guess what you could call, um, uh, space-time gradient, right? Or, or uh, back in the day, they would call it um, uh, 
Sorry, man. I'm of such little help. I'm, I'm almost like, I feel like I'm a student in a master's class right now, just oh, learning I, from you. I wish I could help. <laughs> I'm drawing blanks. Um, it's all right. Uh, all right. So just to give you a second to like catch your thought, the thing yeah. I'm blown away from, blown away with that I had not thought of is like, you think of an essence of something and then you quantify it or somehow there's a pattern that can then be used and applied to molecules and helping them to shrink and reduce like that shit. It, it blows my mind, man. Well, the more you study about the electron and the more you study about the, 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 the relationship between like the structure of an atom and the structure of the universe or the structure of our solar system, how similar they are just is, is so incredible. Um, where, where you, where you have like the relationship of our planets to our sun have harmonic relationships of one to three or three to four. And that, uh, together they create harmonics. I have, I have the notes on that as well, but the, but in atoms, they're similarly structured, right. and there is a there is a ratio, which is is being defined currently uh, by a man named Nassim Harmine. Um, he's basically rewriting Einstein's theory of relativity, where Einstein states that gravity is uh, uh, a measure of the curvature of space. If you think that, well, where, where, uh, the way that, the way that Einstein describes it, if you use more 2D, then it was actually, what is actually reality. So you think of a straight line curving and the mass at the bottom of the trampoline, you know, is, 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 is straight, uh, curving and that the, the, the cause of that curvature is this weight or gravity. Right. So what is being found is that everything is spinning and that it is uh, it is the cause of that energy effect is is spin, not gravity or no, well, no, 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 is not. I don't know. Not mass. The mass is not what's pulling down space time. It's spin. So let's just say you have a rubber ducky. Let's say you're in your tub and you have a rubber ducky and you have a you pull the drain that that drain there's going to be an energy effect of spin where the gradients of the mediums are changing they're interacting with each other there's air spinning up and there's water spinning down and in that interaction there's coherency you can see a uh, a tunnel form but further on down the tub the little rubber ducky he's not affected by that because he's not close enough to the coherency of the spin. So uh, as the, if the rubber ducky was closer, he would be pulled in. And if you were to look at it on a two dimensional scale as flat, he would be falling in towards the center of this energy effect that they call whatever the sun or gravity, right? So, instead of thinking it as a 2d it's more of a, a three-dimensional spin and and you can see everything is spinning and, and it's a difference of between thinking of the space in between everything is empty 
where the space in between everything is full. And, and, and that's what mm -hmm. I was trying to get at when I said a space time vacuum or, or, uh, I want to say back in, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what, the, how they would call it back in the day, but it's the same thing. It's, 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 when you see something like uh, your computer screen right now, you think it's standing still, but it's made of individual molecules that right. are spinning and they're being held together because of a spin. And it's, and, 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 and the difference between the, the strong force and the weak force of gravity is being redefined because of the relationship that you can prove of when you, when you tie in the, the factor of spin, like we're sitting on a, on a planet that's rotating, that's traveling around the sun, that's rotating around the sun, that's inside of a galaxy, that's rotating around a black hole, that's inside of a supercluster, that's spinning itself. Every, so when you, when you calculate the spin of all of those, interactions together everything that you see is moving close to the speed of light every, every second of every time every day there were nobody's it's not standing still it's all it's all it's all a spin factor and trying to interact with that is uh is where new light cbd's technologies is headed that's god that's amazing i, I love <laughs> I love the fact that you went from rubber ducky to black holes and galaxies. Yes. <laughs> the spinning stuff makes sense though. Cause that's something. And uh, I've been in a couple, it's funny, like seventh grade science, you really get a good foundation. And if you want to go deeper, you build on it, but everything you're saying, like I've seen in a seventh grade science class in a very basic way. And my, what I'm now thinking is when you're the nano sizing, are you actually like breaking down a nucleus or are you like splitting things where now electrons are so, so I know there's a certain amount of electrons, a certain amount of neutrons, right? Certain amount of protons. That's what makes different elements. If you have one of something, it's what, like helium is helium one hydrogen's one, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then if you're splitting, how do you make it smaller without losing the electron? Because if you split the element, wouldn't it no longer be the element if you separate the amount of electrons, protons, and neutrons? Or is that a stupid question? Feel free to tell me if that's no, a stupid no, question. No, no, no. So the information when reduced is held within as, as a fractal. So, so does that mean like ratio? So if you started yeah. with like 30, 30, and 30, you reduce it nano. Now we're at three, three, and three. Uh, but it maintains no, its property. Not exactly. So, mm -hmm. so here we are back again. The space being full or space being empty. So that atom is full of uh, what they would call Planck's or 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 or, or, or Planck units. And now there is also science that will support a subplanck unit. And so fractally, the more that we search for the smallest unit, the more we find the smallest unit. So Einstein- Oh, 
I'm, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then that makes sense. So the, now it's hit me when you're like, there's empty space. So where I, where I'm picturing 30 electrons, that's empty space in between those 30 electrons. But what you're saying is, if you really were able to zoom in, it's not. Those electrons are made up of of, of, of other particles. Yeah, it's like infinite, right? You just keep going. Yeah, you just exactly. keep finding shit because there's always something there as you continue to break down. Gotcha. So that's, and that's how what we're finding. That's what we're finding in, in the universe as well. Uh, uh, a few years ago, we thought we found the edge of the universe until we built a device to allow us to see us further. And, and, and what I was going to say was, I believe his name is Jonathan Wright. I want to say Jonathan Wright, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the irony. Maybe it's it Jonathan Einstein's almost. partner, and he just passed away a couple of years ago. I can't believe I, I, I'm, uh, I don't, I can't remember his name. Anyway. Jonathan Kellerman. Uh, Google just popped into my search. No, 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 that's not it. Jonathan Giftos? No, no, it was Einstein's partner. He was a professor at Stanford. He was, he was, uh, he literally passed away, I think, in like 2016. Um, it's all right, man. Keep going. Anyway, he, he, his, he was there with Einstein when he wrote the, theory of relativity and his version his um, his theory was that we live in a participatory universe meaning we are creating the universe and and, and that we and the universe couldn't couldn't exist without us and so that the the fact the, the the act of us looking for a smaller molecule is we are creating it so the more that we look for it, oh, the more we'll create. Shit. The hubris. Yeah. Um. So Einstein's colleague, uh, Jonathan John Wheeler, who popularized John Wheeler, the that's black it. hole. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dude, that's where my mind goes apeshit. And again, I don't want to get to um, just random conversations because you're so science based. Um, and very very learned <laughs> where I am not. No, no, honestly, but, really, I, it's, 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 it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all a, a, a self-reflection for me, man. Dude, that's, it, it, it's just trippy to think about. Like I find a smaller molecule because I look like, think about that. Mm -hmm. So if I don't look, what did I do? I've, I've, I've not, I've, I don't know if I've killed, but I'm like Thanos, where I've just caused something to not be in existence simply because I've not searched or sought it, sought after it. I don't know, that 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 just right. that's kind of deep. I can't believe that's so, like an actual science like theory. Yeah, so these theories have been around since the 50s though as well. God, I'm so fucking. What was I doing in school my whole life? What was anybody? What do they teach in school, really? Dude, how do they one. not get you interested into this? Maybe it's just because we're like older and we start thinking about things differently. But to me, that's fucking amazing. Think about yeah, that. So you just, I keep zooming in, and what happens? You find another pixel. Well, you zoom in, you find another pixel, and you're like, wait, there's blue within blue? Yeah. yeah. There's no end to the blue in my pixelation? No, unless. You stop looking. 
and then you feel it's the end, but not because it is the end, because you have just stopped. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I mean, when you, we, there's, 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 there, I mean, th- science itself isn't that old, brother. Isaac Newton, I think, was in the 1600s. Yeah, that's such a good point. 1500s? I mean, you think about everything that we're basing everything off of, like, like, actually, history itself isn't that old. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's how, how, how well of our, you know, what... Dude, anyway. I went to, uh, and this is just a real stupid side note, and we'll get back, because I, I want to connect the nanotechnology and that um, now that understanding, because the way you've explained it and allowed me to ask these um, childish questions has helped me to kind of wrap my head around understanding how you can now nano-size something. But dude, I, I was in Denver recently. And the fact that like Denver was underwater and they're finding all sorts of water type fossils for dinosaurs and shit like that. You're like, yeah. that makes no sense. What are you talking about, Denver? Denver's never been underwater. It's a fucking mile high. And you're like, no, yeah. man. And when you start looking at things relative like that, and that's the perspective of science, Imagine, like, science was never underwater. <laughs> Denver was, but science oh, wasn't. Relative. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the, the. It, it's trippy to think about, man, how young we are as a learned scientific, and we, like, I'm a part of it, but, like, science as a community, how young it is compared to shit like light. <laughs> Or the, you know, the earth, the science is nothing compared to earth, <laughs> but well, we act like it's been around for forever. The, this, I don't, I, I try to be careful how I word this, but gotcha. the, I don't, I want, I don't want to say suppressing of information, but I just want to say that in order for information to get out, I, I, I get that there has to be a, 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 a series of vetting. Yeah, like peer, for, peer reviews. But, right, right, right. But, but, but in order for to change the textbooks or to teach a generation, how long did that take? And I just want to point out one um, example. Was that in 2001, off the coast of Cuba, they found an entire city of pyramids. Um, and just uh, like... I don't know, five years ago, we just started hearing about it. But even still, nobody has even gone. That is 2001. It's now 20 years. And nobody has gone down there and explored. They're talking miles of pyramids, cities, wall, like streets. So that was 20 years ago. They had that. They were too scientifically explain that and bring that you would have to change textbooks you would have to change a generation's worth of teaching and a lot of professors feel that that is um like their life's work or 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 even still like to get the textbooks in like that we have and that's just one example there's plenty more but what would have to be changed so a quick google and i literally and maybe this is like the zuckerberg or whoever's out there I go pyramids off the, and then Google autofills coast of Cuba. Okay. Yeah, which is to me trippy as hell. But what what would that change? Wouldn't that just be a couple more pages? What actually has to change? It's um right now 
they say civilization started about 5,000 years ago in Mesopotamia. Oh. Uh, it was the first. I mean, that, that, that theory is just getting blown to shreds. Yeah, it's the like, remains of what may be a 6,000-year-old city immersed in the deep waters off the west coast of Cuba was discovered by a team of Canadian and Cuban researchers. Right. So, like, Got if, you. So if the first civilization was 5,000 years ago, well, that – and now the other thing about that, the geological location of that is that that place wasn't underwater except – until like 12,000 years ago. Right. Like that, like that's when that place was last <laughs> above water. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, and then you fucking throw Pangea in there and you're like, what's like, did it move that? That's where I get lost. And that, that's where I'm like, so well, you're juvenile. talking about millions, yeah. millions of years there. Exactly. But when you're talking about actual civilizations, um, there's, there's several I mean, even the erosion on the Sphinx. It, well, I don't want to. I don't want to get into all. You know, just, no, I, just, I think that's, dude. That's a great point. I'm in schools every day. I've not been a a, a TAM teacher in a social studies class very often, but I've been in classes about civilization. Sixth grade in the school I work at teaches ancient civilizations. I speak to those teachers often. Um, the Globe and Mail dot com for whatever they're worth. December 7th, 2001 has this information. That's, that's just about right after I graduated high school. And I've never heard you're when you said Mesopotamia, you're like, yeah, man, that is the gold standard. And if there's evidence from 2001, what the fuck? Right, right. Yeah. So now if you apply that to something as complex as molecules and atoms <laughs> that you can't see that you're not going to have a team of Canadians in scuba gear finding pyramids and taking pictures. It's so much harder for someone like me to wrap my head around what you're explaining that an atom, an electron is not the end of matter. There's still matter in between those electrons spinning around just like planets spin around the sun. Like that's tough to wrap your head around. Well, it's, it, it's saying that everything is connected and it's what people and what civilizations have been saying for a lot longer than Isaac Newton has been saying that everything is separated. So there was a separation and a lot of it has to do with control. Um, uh, uh, Oh boy, we really. I don't want to go. Yeah, I don't want to go all the way down the rabbit hole. But you know, the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic. I was Church, about to just to just to reinforce it. I was exactly thinking the same thing because what you're describing to me would be so anti-church that you have the power to create matter by looking for a molecule. Like that would blow the church and their control. Off. Well, even Copernicus. Copernicus found out they the dates were all wrong. The dates for all the all the holidays were all wrong, which is what they were trying to hold everybody together with. So they hired Copernicus because they had the lunar they had the lunar calendar and they had the solar calendar. So they hired Copernicus to figure out dates, and uh, they were basing everything that the Earth was the center of the universe. Right. Well, he just said, "Huh? Well, these guys down in Egypt, a couple thousand years ago, they said uh, the the sun." was the center of our solar system. So let me just plug this in and see if this works. Well, shit, everything comes out exact. This is it. So they made a deal. Copernicus made a deal with the Catholic Church that 
he wouldn't tell the world how they found him. And the, the year that he died was uh, the year that he released his book that uh, <laughs> said that, uh, that the sun was the center of the earth or the center of the solar system, not the earth. And, um, and then certain other people, I guess, uh, Giovanni Bruto um, was other public figures in the, in, in the Catholic church. The people were killed for, for, for ideas like this. Heresy, right? Heretics? Yeah. You're yeah. a heretic. Yeah. No, dude. And, so, and I, I don't know if it's so much a rabbit hole, but as so much of a thought process and, um, it, it's really, I, I'm not giving it thought till this moment, man. But if it's a part of the philosophy that's gotten you to this patent and this technology, I think it's kind of relevant, right? Because it explains why, or you, I don't want to speak for you, but in my mind, I take it as like, it explains what's different about your product, which I think is really fucking cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. Like, it's a great uh, way to think about something where you're actually trying to connect with the way that nature intended molecules atoms to be not a separate thing but a together thing and now going back to the powder and i know you don't want to <clears throat> talk about powder but that that's it's kind of making sense with how you're separating or how you're reducing if you go with that way of looking at connectivity then yeah man like let's keep shit together and drill in not try to separate and powder it up yeah yeah. Um, Again, my word's not yours. I don't want to speak for you. <laughs> That's no, how I feel. Sure, for sure. Uh, for sure. I just feel like with, um, like, uh, I don't know. that, that, that um, I did a terrible job. I didn't really give you a direction. I was just kind of thinking. I was reflecting over what you've said. And I think it's, I, I think it really is an interesting way to look at molecules so how did you just, and this might be going way back as far as like a storytelling timeline. Yeah. Were you always this reflective and this like introspective into the universe or did this happen because of the Native American experience? How did you get to uh, like believing into this? I, uh, I was like 14. I mean, I was diagnosed with scoliosis and like a, a sliver in my spinal cord when I was 14. They wrapped the, uh, a full body brace on me and they wanted to put titanium rods up and down my spine. Right. And so I got into yoga at that point and I, and I, and I took it upon myself to change the curvature in my spine so that I'd have to get rods in it. So I knew that it, it, you know, from self-work and self-reflection that you can, you can achieve things. I had a doctor literally tell me he would eat his shoe with ketchup. <laughs> if, uh, the fuck, I don't know what the fuck I said to him, but uh, uh, I, he wanted to, he wanted to cut the top half of my face off, dude. I have an underbite, right? I got a bad underbite. And, um, and like, they wanted to extend my face, not cut my jaw back. They were like, well, we'll just cut your face plate off and uh, we'll put some metal plates in there. You'll be good to go. Wait, to not like extend the underbite, but make the rest of the face yeah, to match yeah. the underbite? Right. 
Did, so does that have anything to do with scoliosis or that was just purely cosmetic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all connected. It's it's like it's all muscle tensions. Oh, right? okay. That's what I was it's thinking. Holding back, it's holding back that part, right? So like I got <laughs> Could you imagine? Right. You're fucking Hannibal Lecter your face. <laughs> They're like, no problem. We'll just just cut your face off real quick. Yeah, to a fourteen year old. That 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 sounds right. Because I saw that when John Travolta and Nick Nicholas Cage did that in the movie, and it worked out great. So absolutely mm. use that technology. Make it happen for me. Right. Yeah. So, like, I was like, fuck all that. And and uh, no rods in my spine, thank you. And I, and I, and I decreased my curvature, man. I, now, I'm not going to lie to you. I stopped doing yoga. I stopped doing everything healthy for me for a very, very, very long period of time. And all of that is reflective, too. Like, right now, my biggest thing is saying I like to see of things that happen for me, not that happen to me. And I try to think everything that happens is something that happens for me. And, and, and that is just the newest way of me expressing my way of discovering the truth because i have found myself in certain situations where i have discovered a similar truth throughout my life um just manifested in a different way whether it be through um learning about science whether it be through helping people with the church or or relationships or uh um why I went with school or, or just hardships, you know, it's, you learn different lessons, but it's yoga. Yoga was a big, big part of this. That's why I started talking about the uh, scoliosis. I found this yoga, this lady, she is incredible. Her name used to be Rama Birch. She's now Swami something or other. I don't know. She ascended, right? She's like, awesome her name was rama bird she was a blonde hair blue-eyed chick from san diego uh, a lawyer she um got a car accident like ran her over she moved to india meditated on a rock for 11 months 11 years (laughs) and then became 11 years brother (laughs) then she became the president of the yoga alliance of the world for like three or four years, yo. She came out of India with her own style of yoga called Svarupa Yoga. She's like the Bruce Lee of yoga, brother. What makes it help, help me understand? Because all I did was watch the one, like, ne- was it Netflix documentary? The the real creepy motherfucker who just stole everyone's money and slept with all the women. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Dude, it, it, I I can't I can't remember. The I name. also tune out most yoga. Like, mo- I mean, I tune out most yoga except for like the fact that I. The only reason why is because I I found this yoga first. Yes, yeah, so- I found this Farupa yoga it was the first thing when I was like when I was young and I was facing like some things. We we went out to California and I want to talk about like. We've missed a bunch of things that I wanted to touch on. Like right now, Dude, we got plenty of time, man. As long as you do, I, I got plenty of time. Yeah, but I want to. I do want to shout out rollerblading and aggressive inlining because it's like a huge part of my life right now, and um, and it was a huge part of my life back then. And when I was slammed with this body brace, I uh, I don't know, I, it, you know, it was scary back then. 
And we, I went to yoga, we went to California. My mother took me to California. She studied to become a yoga teacher. So she was there for a month. I got a bus pass. Well, I was in Cali. I was able to link up back. I'm talking like back in the day, man. I found pros on AOL. I think I was sending emails out to people. <laughs> in Cali, right. And, um, I had this one dude, uh, man, he was the best. His name is Brian Bell. He, he recently passed away. But he hit, he was so cool. He was like graffiti b boy, like like like. I mean, he was like one of us, Sean. Like back in the day, like he filmed the high school parties, like the fights, like the girls, like everything, like everything was so cool. He picked me up from a bus stop um, with an apple sh- uh, stuffed with kind bud, and <laughs> he took me out the. He took me out to skate all these cool spots, like all that that were like all these professional, um, like Encinitas, um, um, like like high school and like all these cool like like famous spots that you see in all these skate videos. You know what I mean? And it was like the time of my life skating. Honestly, back then it was like the highlight, even though it was like shitty with the scoliosis and everything. But the yoga. It was actually beautiful. There was nothing shitty about it, honestly. It was the best thing in my life. Like, I, like, like it was so cool. But um, anyway, so j- just for perspective, man. Like being from, and I, I get listeners. I don't know how many, but I get listeners from all around. To be at the bottom of Delaware on a peninsula, back in what, what year? Are you like two thousands going out there? Oh, it's, it's got to be. It's got to be. 97, 98. Yeah, late nineties, like late night, and you hopped a bus. Did you say? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, dude. So think about that. How you're what fourteen, fifteen? Yeah, so like yeah. Fourteen, fifteen on a bus from southern rural ass Delaware. Like for local people, like perspective wise, were there even two lanes on Route One going south anymore? How many traffic lights do we have? Like ten, right? Like the the way this area is blown up and just how easy yeah. it is to connect and meet with people. Dude, I had fucking S.E. Hinton who wrote The Outsiders. I tweeted at her today. She fucking replied to my tweet. S.E. Oh, Hinton replied. Like, I can connect with S.E. Hinton because of Twitter. That shit don't happen in the 90s, man. Nah, and like that, that's, that's what, what I'm, I'm getting at. I yeah, the perspective. AOL. I was fucking... Dude, that probably cost like sixty dollars, dude. dude. <laughs> like that—that's long. That's back in the day, like Roman charges. I don't even know if cell phones, like they—I think they might have charged nah, per text. I, you nah, know, there were no. Yeah, maybe. right. The gangsters had cell phones. Yeah, because it was right. It was right at the that end of the beeper it. era. You know, you had codes for shit. So, like, to to get that kind of a trip at that kind of an age with that kind of a distance, coast to coast alone, and then to have that kind of experience is um i could see it being like life-changing informative and i can see it being why yoga would be so important to you it's fucking awesome that your mom made that kind of commit did she get into the yoga with the hope yeah, of like helping became, you I'm actually she's, she's she's a yoga teacher she uh i actually became a yoga teacher for a little bit but you got to keep up on that shit like constant um constant classes stay up with your uh and forget even being a yoga teacher. I just stopped doing yoga in general. But I will tell you this. My boy, Joey Brown, shout out Joey Brown, he, he convinced me to come back to skating. And I wouldn't be doing yoga if it weren't for skating. Like, I do these 
hours of yoga so that I can go hurt myself skating. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't yeah. be doing yoga and I feel a hundred, I feel so much better now uh, than a year ago or even still like, um, because I have the motivation to go skate. Honestly, the motivation to go skate has changed a lot. And, 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 and you know, I just one more time. I just like the aggressive skating has really helped me. You know what I mean? What was it about the yoga that actually, if, if you can put those scoliosis into perspective, because I don't know if it's like if there's a range of scoliosis or if scoliosis is just right. blank, like, oh, I'm very ignorant to it, like so much. Right. Learning so there's, 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 a, there's several technical terms. Oh, basically, um, scoliosis is like a left or right curvature. I've got about three separate curvatures going on. I've got a left to right, a front to back. I, my whole spine is twisted and conformed. And I've got like a, I had a 28 degree curvature um, back when I was 14 in a couple different spots and 30 degrees is the cutoff where they have to put a, a, a metal rod in your spine. So I, I took it from 28 to 21 uh, through yoga in about a year. And then I don't know what it is currently, but I feel good. I'm down, I I know it was at like 17 and 12, like two major curvatures. Uh, one was at like 17. The other one was down to like 11 or 12. And is it, is, is baseline zero, like is normal zero? Someone yeah. without scolio? Okay. Cause yeah. I, I know the spine like curves a little bit. But yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. We're talking about outside of normal coverage. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And so, what was the expectation with the rods? Does the rods get? Do the rods get you back to normal? A lot of normal? people get the rods. A lot of people back in the day. A lot of people get the rods. I mean, it straightens your back for a minute, but then as you grow, your body grows. And them fucking rods, they don't grow. Them screws, they don't grow. Yeah. Right. So they straighten you up and then you just get the tension. I would imagine like your, your body's fighting those rods. It's going to stunt your growth. You're going to get a fucking yeah. punch back or something. Yeah. That's amazing. Actually, when you think about that, uh, they would put rods in growing children. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of me, there's some people that need it that will die. Like, like I do have compression in my, in my ribs and, uh, uh, you know, that could, uh, that's how I found it, you know, because the ribs were going in on, uh, there, there's some cases where even like the nerves, um, they'll just break, you know, some curvatures are so extreme. I don't, to be honest, I, 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 I don't want to say I, I can't be a name. I don't, can't say what I would do in anybody else's shoes, right. but, uh, I, I wouldn't. I, I honestly don't think that the, the, the surgery is the right call ever, and that there there are things like this. The whole thing with the yoga is support equals release, and I have found that to be true not only in my life physically but emotionally and whatever. Then so when this that's what this whole style this this lady Bruce Lee of yoga uh, <laughs> created support equals release, which is absolutely amazing. That is one of the truths that I have found. Um, to just come to fruition many, many times in my life 
you know, and so when you just take the time to set up the support, them tight muscles, them tight things around, they 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 can release, they can breathe the oxygen, the blood, everything can get to them where it needs to go. I, I listen to you speak, man, and I'm flabbergasted, and I'm thinking about shit and trying to connect like 15 different concepts that I don't have much of an understanding of. Where when you're talking, yeah. it's like you have an understanding of 15 of them, and you're putting together a theory. And I'm still trying to like remember what a square is or, you know, like, like just some basic right. algebraic properties and you're Matt Damon on fucking Goodwill hunting on the board. And I'm like, yeah, but w- w- what's, is it PEMDAS? Cool. So do I do parentheses exponent I first? Know. I feel you like know what that's I'm saying? Like that's my problem with, uh, with it. Uh, with when that's why when I have my sales, uh, like with my sales pitch, I've dumbed it down a lot, but I do want to get into like what makes me tick because a lot of it's very interesting. Also, not only that, like, like there's the, the whole reason why I got to this point, you know what I mean? Is it's every, I feel it's, it's all connected, you know? So uh, more, more of that versus, the actual science, because uh, I'm not saying that I don't know, but I, I have mainly what I have is theories. I can buy certain equipment like light spectrometers and whatever to do the uh, testing that I need to be able to prove some of the theories that I have. Uh, I have seen visible and I've also seen um, obviously like uh, the uh, effects on people that we worked with but like um when i have well let's uh, do it man. I, you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I got it i and i the part of me just being a consumer is when the fuck do you ever really get to hear someone who's making a product kind of explain why their product is special and i i, I thought I, I didn't think you got too deep into the weeds to me, when people are able to cite things and speak on things and answer questions, all that does is give them credibility in my eyes. Right, right. Do you know what I'm saying? But what I, I didn't want you to feel whole, is I, like I, I'm – thing sometimes. Too. Got well, but no, we're all good. We are right. all good. And it's, it's, not a, it's not a you thing. It's just me personally doing this thing where I get to know people that I, I don't know and – I mean, I, I, we kind of know each other, but we don't really know each other. And like, yeah. you, you don't want to offend somebody, right? So you don't want to ask questions thinking like, oh man, this motherfucker set me up and he's trying to portray me in some sort of light. And I, uh, I guess I just wanted to check in to make sure you knew I'm not trying to do that. I'm just no, trying to ask questions as like a good. simple consumer to, um, give the product some validity, man. Cause it sounds, it really is just the space is empty or space is filled that basic analogy and going down that for like 10 minutes helped me understand process. Hey, all right. Uh, we can get back and do it whenever, but whenever you do like, if you do like an ad or an excerpt for this, can you put in the part that I <laughs> shout out rollerblading? <laughs> because listen bro dude here all right well no, 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 let, let's do this we'll we'll come back and i'll, I'll try to splice this in we were kind of talking about the cali trip and yoga anyway do yeah. you want to do a i'll just do a so man on that cali trip or i'll ask like hey man so rollerblading why does that matter so much 
Yes. All right. Yes. So um, that's that's where we'll pick up. All right. So three, yeah. two, one. <laughs> so man, glad you're back. Um, why do you care? Like, why is rollerblading so impactful? Why does it matter so much to you? Well, currently, because it feels like my shin bones are inside my thigh bones. I have been skating, and I'm not a young, I'm not a spring chicken no more. You know. Uh, however, it's it gives me it gives me energy. You know, um, it gives me internal energy, which is more important sometimes than how than 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 the knees being a little banged up. And 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 right now. I'm working with a, a close friend of mine who I started skating with, and I did a customized uh, uh, cream for him. You know, um, it was one of the first customized creams I did, and uh, and you know, I I don't know. All right, so so why it's so important? I mean, mainly because it's something I'm passionate about, right? And it's keep it's keeping me motivated. I do. Uh, I've been I've been given to the community ever since I've been I I got back into it. You know, I've been wanting to give back to the community that gave me so much as a kid, and now to this day, the motivation I have to, to stay healthy, and and and, and to keep grinding. Like, um, uh, we're gonna be. Going to a, a skate comp underneath the Harlem Bridge at the end of this month, Bashi Pope 2.0. I think it's the sixth annual skate comp. We did a Lehigh Valley skate for autism uh, a few months back, and and just connecting with actually some of my like icons back in the day. I would idolize these people. I look up to them, and I'd see them doing things that I. You know, I, I'd want to do, I, I got to go to Cali briefly, right? But, you know, we're kids. We um, we looked up to them big time. And so to be able to interact with the community and give back to them, you know, we're all old. We're all, we're old, we're hurt, we're beat up. <laughs> what I'm doing, it helps us. It helps us. It helps us do what we're doing. There's a couple of us out there, Jesus, man. There's a couple of us out there that are doing some things that, are uh are just extremely impressive. is it do, so i've never the closest i can come to this is i started i worked at woodbridge for my first seven years teaching then i got a job at beacon which is by the beach so i've never okay. i've never surfed ne never skimmed i've never whatever boogie board right like never did that shit been in the ocean never did that shit so i'm around all these fucking surfer kids and i'm like dude i gotta do something to just not like again be a poser but understand enough of the lingo, understand like what it's like to connect to kids in case I have to teach them. So I try to get into skimming. Yeah. The first time, like I'm watching these dudes and I'm like, oh man, it's fucking easy. You sprint, you drop, you take a step, you just roll with the wave in. Yo, dude, the first four weeks, I, I think I broke my wrist eight times in those four yeah. weeks. Like, So it's hard for me to understand how these guys later on in life, it, they seem like they don't lose it. I know they don't. Well, so I know they don't muscle test. Muscle memory. There's confidence. I'll tell you. I'll yeah, tell you so what. That, all my, that was all a long my confidence way. was shattered. Yeah. I started skating like, like a, a couple. Like maybe I tried to pick it up like a two or three years after everybody dropped it. Right by myself. My confidence was shattered, dude. You go throw yourself down a flight of steps, and you land, and you get hurt, and you're by yourself. 
It's not as cool. You're not that cool. Like laying down the bottom of the steps all beat up and hurt by yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's what I'm trying to like put into my own perspective, which I have very little of. I wasn't a great basketball player. You know, so like I'm not I'm not dunking in high school and then trying to dunk in my late 30s. And I'm curious when you're getting back into it, how much is muscle memory and how much is like, fuck, man, I used to be able to blank, but now I'll I can't. I'll tell you what, a lot of it is, fuck, man, I'll tell you, I used to be able to do blank, man. My knees feel like they're shit. And just the other day, I, I, I just the other week, I had the opportunity to skate with these pros. These kids, they weren't even on the scene. And I'm calling them kids. They're like old and professions right now who are still bleeding. And I got mad respect for them. But... I never met them before. I didn't know who they were. I never seen them skating. I didn't see them. None of my skate videos, nothing. Um, they're at the same local skate park that I'm at. And a lot of it is, man, man, I wish I'd be able to do that. Or I'm trying to throw this stuff or whatever. And it's my knee or whatever. Like it, it it's, does not feel good. Like I know, like I push it a little bit, but you know, you re- like when you have, I, I have a problem walking up the steps, let alone trying to do these crazy jump around and land on your back foot trips. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. With a 360 out or whatever. Like I'm just, uh, and then the next day it's, it's, it's tough for me to get on the, well, whatever, dude, it's all well worth it. Like 10 times whole. My, 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 my purpose of saying all of this is that, it's the motivation is, and, and the sport and, and like just like in the scene in general. My God, I go to the skate park, Sean, Epworth. I don't know. It's right up the road from us, but there's yeah. skateboarders, rollerbladers, and roller skaters. These chicks and are out there doing handstands and backflips and, and, and grinds in the bowl. I don't even know what – I'm out on rollerblades and everybody's like – Kumbaya. I don't know what year it is. It's like, it's like, it's, it's almost unimaginable. It feels surreal to me to be, <laughs> to be out there in that scene, you know? Just cause you're, you're not like looked at as the old guy outsider or it's bringing you back to your youth or. Uh, well, first of all, rollerbladers and skateboards were quite on site for the most part. Oh, shit. Um, there it is. A, B, there were never any roller skaters anywhere back in the day, except for like in the 70s. And the fact that there's young girls out there on roller skates doing backflips in a bowl that I can't even drop in on, <laughs> it blows my mind. Like in so many ways that I don't even know what day or time or planet that I'm on sometimes. I'm like, is this real life? Because... There's like a 16-year-old on roller skates and like these roller bladers and skateboarders are hugging and like I'm at, and like my boy's out here, he's 41 years old doing grind. Like what, what is this? What, I don't under, you know, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. And then so you can still connect, not to be insulting, but in your limited, um, inline skating capacities yeah i mean i (laughs) I am trying to get better uh yes it is uh uh you know i don't know how else to put it but that that there 
felt like a bigger kick in the nuts than when I fall on my face down a grind. Thank you very much. My limited skating capacity. <laughs> uh, Dude, um, so just, just I, I, I would rather fall on my face down three flights of steps than telling me that I had limited skating capacity. That is like that's like what you fear the most. Like when I'm out there in front of those pros and I, and I put myself and my knee feels like it's gonna break in half, but I'm grinding so hard. Uh, that's all I just don't want them to say. That guy's got limited skating. <laughs> and dude, I that's even said, I, 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 I believe I even said inline skating capacity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you, Sean. God I appreciate that. My old ass. Yes. I'm so sorry. Dude, so <laughs> just, just as a side, again, as a stupid side, side note. note. As a side note, um, I came across my old uh, PT card, my physical fitness test when I went away to the military. And it's like, okay. it's been about 20 years. So you have that standard of where you started, where you ended. And um, I was like, fuck it, man. Let me see. By the end of August, I'm like, I'm going to give myself a PT test again. So tonight I gave myself like the baseline of two minutes push-ups, two minutes sit-ups. And I didn't do a two-mile run. Oh, I ran yeah. a little longer. But like I did oh, that yeah. shit. And dude, I was a little surprised at the hurt of like, like, dude, I would just bang out a fucking hundred sit-ups in 120 seconds. Like it was a thump, thump, yeah. thump, thump, thump. Yeah. Not like yeah. I was ripped, but I could just do it. Dude, I oh, hit like 65 right. and all of a sudden you're like, you're, you're just feeling shit, man. So I, the reason I bring it up is like, I, it's something, it's not a midlife crisis, I don't think, but I think it's something that people deal with as they age, that balance of, I think think I can I know I have but isn't it smarter to like hold back so that I can at least enjoy tomorrow <laughs> and not have to right. lose the yeah, next but two what months what is tomorrow what scale are you guiding it on like, ah, like yeah you know like are you guiding it on your age or years or are you guiding it on your feelings or are you guiding it on like um you know, you gotta, you gotta judge that for yourself. You know, uh, everybody does and, 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 and it's hard. It's something people, whatever, but I feel like, I feel like it's well, it's worth the risk. Uh, and, or at least to balance, like you can't, there's a, it's worth it. Just like anything else, man, it's worth it, There's a risk involved for yeah. sure. You want to push uh, yourself. The most active thing I do, man, is run and I'll, I fight the clock, you know, like I'm feeling good and I'm like, shit, man, maybe I can grab a seven minute mile pace for my distance today. And yeah. it, it's risky. You can have a fucking heat stroke. You pull a hamstring if you're sprinting at some point, you know, like you could hurt yourself. I can't imagine. Cause again, I never have skating and seeing someone do a trick in your whole life. You're like, fuck man, could I do that? Let me try that. And then you're balancing the next day of, should I even try that? Yeah, I got shook up. I went down to Florida and skated with my first one of my first friends I ever skated with. And they're doing all these fancy tricks on a ledge, right? It wasn't a high ledge. Um, but ledges are, 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 are they are uh, they're real. They they will treat you real. <laughs> <laughs> they are made of concrete, you know what I mean? And they they they're stationary. So anyway, you're grinding this thing and um it had just rained. And I'm doing okay, uh, but I try to do a little fancy trick, and I got checked for the first time 
Like I came back for about a month or two previously and I went flying up in the air and I did maybe about a six foot drop down to my hip directly, like from up, 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 down, right to the hip, just landed on your hip. Nothing else caught me. And uh, I couldn't walk or move. And just in that instant of, uh, you know, numb, it doesn't, it's not really pain. It's more fear than anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're like, fuck, um, is that shattered? <laughs> yeah, like, my, yeah, I'm, I'm like, whatever. You don't really know. You, you can't feel anything. It's just more, you're afraid. Um, that was the first time I got checked. I, I'm still recovering from that injury. But, but there's, there's more to learn. Like, I remember when I skate without pads, I fall less. Oh. Right. So when you skate with pads, you're falling, you're falling, you're falling. When you skate without pads, you learn A, how to fall. Yeah. And B, you fall less. Um, now. Do you think you're falling less because you're taking less risks or just because you know that it's more serious the consequence? You have more confidence. You have com- more confidence in landing it without the pads? Yeah, because you look good, you feel good, you can see it in your mind. You're basically doing it for your friends. <laughs> and in some cases, the camera. And like, it's, and a lot of it for yourself. But like, when you feel it and you know it and you land it, it's somewhat like a dance. Like if you can get on to something and you land it, you have the, you have the muscle memory. It's like, a, let's say... Um, I, I'm not that quick with analogies, but let's say you were able to backflip uh, back on a trampoline. Know, <laughs> yeah, backflip on a trampoline. That was your go-to, right? You know how your body felt every step of the way. And when you landed on that trampoline from the bounce and it was wrong, you knew that that whole flip, or your whole experience in the air, was going to be off. So there's a point in skating. It's mainly mental. And this is what I'm finding today. If I can see myself through the trick, and I can uh, feel myself through the grind, and I can, I can, I know how I'm going to twist on my way off of it. I have a higher success of landing that than if I just run at it and and jump and 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 force myself into that trick right but what do so, what does pads have to do with the success right so uh pads are good because they give you confidence to be able to fall right yeah. uh once you have that confidence, but, 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 but not only to be able to fall, to be able to stand on that ledge. Cause some of this stuff is not easy. You have to get on top of it and you have to land and you have to balance yourself. So it's, it's going to take a couple tries. So majority of the time you're falling. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the fucking, that's just the bottom line. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you got to, uh, you know, you wear some pads. So, so I'm not at the point right now in my, I just can't, I can't without the pads, dude. I can't, I cannot. But I can also say that I fall less without the pads. It's hard for me to explain 
the difference other than I guess um the confidence, you know, I just, I don't have the confidence that I used to have really in the skating, you know, because I know that I don't have the balance. I don't have the muscle strength, man. My groin, brother, you go try to do a grind and one foot stays and the other one stops or whatever, multiple times in a row. It's, it's, everything is tough, dude. You find these stabilizer, stabilizer muscles that they, they, they don't exist. Yeah. You haven't used them in 20 some years. I mean, you used to be able to hold yourself in a position down a rail or down a flight of steps or on a, on a ledge and going backwards on the side of your skate. Like with th- these muscles are, 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 are not <clears throat> normal, right? Yeah. It's not normal to be able to do this shit. And, and you do it constantly with ease. The, be- the best part about it, the most thing back in the day was you never compromise your style or, you know, you were whack. I don't know how else to put it. That's how they put it back in the day, right? <laughs> so, like, you're whack. And, and, like, you didn't want to be whack ever. And so you just had to you had to be confident. You had to have style. And when, when once you had that and you took the pads off, you were flowing. And I even see it today nowadays with the biggest, the best pros or the people, people in my eyes out there. They're out there in gym shorts doing shit that we were doing back – even shit we wouldn't even think about doing we were in our prime back then right and um with ease and they got it's uh they fall too you know what i mean it's just it's uh well that's that brings it back to it's worth the risk you know what i mean yeah because it's funny man how people without those hobbies or passions and you spoke about it with the it it's not only motivation for you to go be active, but it's also probably motivation for you maybe to eat a little better. And that's an assumption, but it's definitely like you've said, motivation for you to stretch and do this yoga, which is a holistic thing to help your blood flow. It probably helps you to sleep better because you're like, fuck man, I want to make sure like I'm straight. And it's just a, it's a purposeful thing, not only enjoyable, but it's reaching out. It's like an octopus that's reaching out to all sorts of different parts of your life that would improve those parts of your life. Yeah. Again, everything is connected. You know what I mean? There it is. Bring it back to that central message. Dude, what made you get out of it? You said you stopped for a while. I was in the restaurant industry, brother. I grew up in a restaurant industry. I'm half Italian, half Irish. My grandparents, they were, raised in a depression they had a restaurant i was pushed around in empty liquor bottles as a kid like and then i grew up in the restaurant industry a lot of drinking a lot of drugs i ended up uh you know in the rest you know it was amazing i learned and it's part of my creativity and you know i learned so much in the restaurant industry um from 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 world-class chefs you know, and the cooking with your eyes and paying attention to detail and, 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 uh, and, and just incorporate science that too is science with heat and cold and incorporating different oils and liquids together and a beautiful with different colors. Right. So I'm using that, I'm using that experience into the manufacturing of these new light products that I do, but also custom products. I, I'm, I'm mainly moving into, I believe the current is going to where I'm going to be doing custom products for other companies. You know, I use my patented technology cause it's hard for me to do. I'm doing everything 
with uh, wearing all the hats, marketing, yeah. manufacturing, sales, uh, social media, whatever. So I'm doing now. And, and then, so, so what I was saying was that, uh, I do these custom products for people and it's all color coordinated. It's all based off of, of knowledge. Oh, the restaurant industry. That's right, dude. I mean, I was able to, here's the bottom line, dude. I worked for my uncle, John DeLeo, and he, he, he went to the, he, he, he went to the culinary institute. <laughs> the arts. I'm sorry. I'm starting to laugh. This motherfucker told me so many goddamn stories. I could just, I couldn't even, I, you, you, we cannot go down that road or I'll lose it. But anyway, <laughs> don't, don't fucking, he fucking taught me, he taught me so much, dude, that I was able to travel around the country and get a job wherever the fuck I wanted to go. I get a job in a kitchen anywhere, a good job as a sous chef or something because I had the skills. I could break down a case of anything, dude. I could do a lot in the kitchen, right? I learned a lot. I mean, we were doing 24 karat gold chocolate uh chocolate covered uh truffles for paul sorbino um uh, for fundraisers back in the day and like all types of great stuff like um chocolate towers like three foot i remember we cut pvc plastic pipes three foot long and, and drizzle chocolate down them put tear cut slices of tiramisu and then an italian shot this thing was like a four foot tall dessert dude we want best italian restaurant at a delaware and like like two years in a row we had a we had a six foot saw band saw in a back that we would cut cat half a cows up we'd do bone and fillets and shit Right, right there for Tutu Bene, and the biggest thing it was like half of it was free. It was like the the, the craziest Italian restaurant I ever worked in in my life. But but anyway, we uh, I I I I I stopped doing yoga because I did a lot. Of, you work in a restaurant industry, and you're you're doing a lot of drugs, and you're and you're drinking a lot, you, and your sleep you, schedule is completely fucked. You by don't the way. have a fucking sleep schedule, yeah. dude. Like that's what I was about to say. Like I work hundred. I was chefs of restaurants. Where I would work from eleven a.m. to one or twelve p.m. and then drink until four a.m. or five or six a.m. Yeah, and then go back to work at eleven a.m. again, like yeah. every day of the week sweat it off you on know? the line cool down in the cooler the walk-in yeah bro <laughs> like every day of the week for years 100 120 hour shifts like my back bro you talk about breaking your back for your click that's where i'm at dude i would run into those restaurants and break my back with scoliosis and and do a great job like we put out some ball and shit a lot of places and i loved it but um it's addictive man the power we were talking about like hubris of like if you can see it if you look for the molecule it's there like the 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 godlike complexity or the godlike feel of being in the weeds and that fucking ticket machine and you just keep yeah. hearing it uh, and it, I, I, and you I, never I, fucking feel defeated you just like it it you go aggro and you just completely take control of the situation, it's intoxicating. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And then you're all, you're all, your adrenaline is through the roof. You don't come down, man, because then you celebrate with your boys with shift drinks yeah. while you're fucking cleaning up and then the dishwashers get in on it. And like, 
even when you're cleaning, you're still on that high. So then when you're done, all you do is look to continue that great yeah. vibe of I've multitasked this impossible scenario to the extreme excitement of all the guests. Like I didn't have a fucking return. No shit. 200 plates, no returns. Let's go fucking get it. And it's a Tuesday. And you're like, this makes no sense. Makes no sense. Yeah. um, So I love the restaurant industry. I I literally did it till I woke up one day and I couldn't walk. Like for real, for real? Yeah, for real. And uh, I I mean, I was hired and fired from my uncle's restaurant about 25 times. I ain't gonna lie. Whether it be quick or be like, but <laughs> but <laughs> usually happened at the Christmas party. All was I couldn't fucking move, right? And I had to readjust my life. I did end up um, basically selling tremendous amounts of pot by coastal for 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 a good ten years. Yeah, at least ten years, and and most and half of that time was probably with the church. I mean, I, the, a lot of the infrastructure. I mean, I I, I sold I, I sold a lot of pot in my days by coastal and all throughout the United States was 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 me was my main thing um, for a while, and I'm very lucky to never have really suffered any consequences from that. Eventually, I ended up joining the Native American Church, and it was extension of that it was basically a more blatant uh abuse of that but since i had the infrastructure set in place was part of the reason why i got that job so high up at that church starting to come together i had buckets i was i was probably i laid the infrastructure for a lot of what went down with buckets and, and and whatever um, stuffed and weed and money laundering and like uh, like uh, I remember when I was with the church we were at the Tory Spellings uh, facility in LA it was a think tank um, there was uh, two pharmaceutical dudes from like uh, somewhere in, in, in South America uh, 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 gold gold miner up in, up in uh, Yukon and uh, uh, us and uh, tech guy and this money launderer who is talking about how he does gold mining dust and the people. He basically laid out a two-hour presentation on how he could wash as much money as he wanted through gold mining and 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 and, and, and turning it into particles and whatever. And so I have met some really impressive. Um, it was a wild ride, right? I was in, I was in charge of like of money. It was basically like money, and it, nothing really was real, you know. It was like pounds of pot here, money here, like envelopes here, like it really like I was in control of twenty thirty thousand dollars worth of pounds of pot or whatever a week, like money and this and that or Dude, whatever. How like the just, fuck do you get that job? Like you just came across some bartender that you were working with and he was like, yeah, no, I have another slowly, uncle. Slowly built up. Like, uh, you know, I, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I, uh, 
I, in high school, I got sent away to this program, right? Because I was an asshole. It was like a self-motivational, um, like, military, very hard program um, called the Worldwide Associated Specialty Program in Jamaica. Um, and they, uh, I ended up, uh, uh, they closed that place down to, like, somebody, not while I was there, but after I left, somebody committed suicide. And there's there's a lot of bad things going on in these programs. I ended up going to uh, Montana and graduating the fastest that anybody ever graduated in that program. Three hundred and sixty-five days exactly. They gave me a, a a gold ring. They loved me there. I fucking did a good job there. But anyway, I I had met a lot of people throughout the country. Um, I learned a lot. You know, I don't know brush off that program, honestly. That's probably the fact. That's where I learned probably one of the most important lessons of my life is that, you know, you have the ability to choose what, how you react to things. And the same thing can happen to uh, two different people. And those two different people have two different separate reactions. You know, I, I was, a phys- it was a very, very, very physically and emotionally testing uh, facility and process program that the worldwide associated specialty program again if you want to look it up it was kind of fucked up they did some fucked up things but they uh they taught me some lessons that i learned that i know that people go through their whole lives without learning and so that 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 it was like military structured right like they threw me off a bridge blindfold backwards i'll tell you that stop like a graduation present that was like that was like did you did um how fucking high is the bridge how deep like, is the water? Bridge is probably eight, uh, 18 feet high, maybe. Not that high. And the water is... They, they had people standing in it waiting to catch you. I'll tell you that. I mean, they, they were waiting. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was not that safe. Like, it was, it was in Montana. It was in the middle of Montana. I remember this one dude, Peter Ahn, this huge... He was like this only seven-foot... Chinese dude, like Korean, he was Korean, seven foot Peter on. He dislocated his shoulder and we had to made a human table in the middle of the river so that we could fucking pop his shoulder back into place. <laughs> and this fucking, this dude, anyway, dude, I love it. I love it. Honestly, I learned some great life lessons there. Dude, can I it's ask, like, I, I don't like, remember, like, did you actually get expelled? Cause I, I graduated 99, right? You, you were... I would have been 2001. Yeah, that's what I thought. You were two years behind me, right? So did you wind up getting expelled or some shit? Or this was like a family decision because you were just acting a fool? Yeah, my mother um, said that she had a um, a yoga class to teach in Jamaica. And she wanted to know if I went. So I took my rollerblades there thinking I hit some spots. And um, um. we go, she, she's like, the first day there, she's like, this dude's going to take us into town. Do you want to come with us? And I'm like, okay. And we go up to the spot. It's like 12-foot gates. And um, my mom gets out of the car with the dude. I'm just sitting in the back of this car in like the middle of the fucking Jamaica. And they're like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I go in there and, you know, she's crying. I'm sorry. They pick me up, these two dudes, Mr. Surf and uh, Mr. Lowe. 
dude, Mr. Fucking Slow. Anyway, they pick me up by both my shoulders, take me into a small room, strip search me, put me in these little fucking khakis and throw me in the fucking field. And they say, yo, you don't, you cannot talk for the next, you cannot talk at all, period, motherfucker, except for this one dude. And this one dude was my introductory man. He says, yo, he says, yo, um, if you follow the rules and everything, you'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> Dude, you had no idea? Like, legitimately no. snatched out the car, no idea. You were getting ready to go to, like, a reform school for a year. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So, I, uh, well, no, I walked out of the car. And I walked into the building to see what was going on. So it was taking forever. And she was just balled up crying. You know, she couldn't even... She was so, and so I just, uh, I got picked up by Mr. Surf and Mr. Lowe and they took, anyway, 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 Wait, it was an amazing but, but what led her to making that decision? I was you? an asshole. I don't know what else to say. I was like a crazy asshole kid. I was uh, angry, stealing. I was in a steal. I was in a drug. Yo, I stole every single scientific um, scale that the high school had twice and sold them to the drug dealers. <laughs> Two times. I saw them all of the drug dealers. I had a cops coming to my house. I stole, I remember I broke into this safe at this restaurant, took that cash. I was an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, uh. Yeah. You weren't just petty. Yeah. So I got, I got, I got, um, I got shipped off to Jamaica and I got schooled a lot of very important lessons that I'm very grateful for. And uh, I, I met some people that lived throughout the country. Therefore, hence, I started selling drugs throughout the country. It lasted about a year. I think we lasted about a year um, all sober. And then we were all just selling drugs uh, to each other. We made a network. Yeah, so that's that's the Johnny Depp blow scenario right like the dude gets arrested i forget whatever he goes to jail for but then i think he was smuggling pot from mexico and then he winds up making all these connections that allow him to go next level to elevate his infrastructure right right yeah right, it, it's amazing right. when you see that in a movie you're like oh that's so fucking dramatic but like if you ever go to these places if you ever spend a night in jail or if you're a younger kid in um like a residential home or something like you went to for a long-term placement, like it, you really do make a lot of connections because it's a you versus them scenario. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's all about y'all. Yeah. You're a brotherhood. It really is like basic training in the army where you have these drill sergeants. And that's what I've like always associated with. You're forced to fend for yourselves together. And that's how you find success and safety. Right. Yeah, man, that, that, that's, fuck, dude. I had no idea that you went through that shit. Yeah, it was pretty hardcore, honestly. Um, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't even begin to talk about that. I can't believe I didn't bring that up. But uh, they have, uh, I was so grateful, honestly. It was so young. Like, it was 17. I, I had a choice. My choice, my 18-year-old um, program was, um, plane ticket to Miami excommunicated for my family, Holy you know, for the rest of my life or graduate the program. So I decided to go to the, um, um, go through the program in Montana 
and I and uh, on on the plane trip to Montana, a group of us went to uh, Utah for the parent-child conference seminar. About five thousand people um, were meeting at this parent-child conference seminar, and uh, uh, since we were an international flight, we the people us a few of us from Jamaica drank a beer. I drank a beer as well. So we go, um, we go in, in front of this conference. There's about 5,000 people there, facilitators, parents, children. And uh, they, they stand up, they say, uh, so uh, before we start this conference, we have a list of all the people who drank on the plane from Jamaica. And uh, until everybody stands up, uh, we're going to, uh, we're, we're not going to start this conference. So about... 15 minutes go by, maybe 10 minutes, and, and people are facilitators going up talking about integrity. I stand up. I'm the only person standing in the entire crowd of 5,000 people. And I say, you know, I drank on that flight. My name's Anton Broadhurst. And uh, they go, huh. well, what's your name? You know what I am? Oh, well, your name's not on this list. <laughs> Fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> For 45 minutes, I get, I get, I get the parents, I get people's parents crying their eyes out. <gasps> oh, I sent my kid to this program because I don't know what else to do. <sighs> and you won't even say, if you don't ride everybody else out on the plane that drank, that you're not getting accepted to the program. The thing was, I was in the back of the plane sitting next to a lady who's like, Whatever, not paying any attention to me. Nobody knew I drank. I don't know who else drank. I literally had no idea. They're trying to get me to rat on everybody talking about integrity. But I stood there and I took it from the facilitators, the staff, the parents. Some of the fucking kids even stood up and started crying to me, I asked. Right? And I'm the only person up there talking about I fucking drank. So anyway, that brought me a lot of credibility. I got dropped to level one zero points. When I went to Montana, but I graduated faster than anybody graduated that program since. What allows you to graduate from a program like that so quickly? Okay, so, well, you have to have certain points. And uh, uh, Montana was a whole lot better than Jamaica on several fronts. I mean, minus <laughs> like the hairy goat that you witnessed your people slaughtering and the mildew showers that you had to take out at 6 a.m., uh, also, the seaweed and and the, the like the, like the fact that mineral oil was part of dinner. Uh, you had to line up and take shots of mineral oil because everybody was constipated. Uh, it was very very bad, Jamaica. Let alone like the point structure and the fact that you did anything wrong. Yo, mother. All right. So there was there was uh, um, categories of consequences. One was lose points. Two category two was a 5,000 word essay in under three hours with no less than 10 to 15 words per line with no bullshit on any single line at all. If at all, any chance you violated one of those words, you had to rewrite that 5,000 word essay repeatedly until you left category two. What's a, so this is like, not, is a violation something like this is bullshit or? No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like a violation. You, you have the chance to either self-correct or staff-correct. So you can either say, he's like, this is bullshit. You'd be like, all right, violation. Be like, uh, sir, may, may I please self-correct that? And then you don't lose as many points. 
but if you're like fuck you, they're like staff corrected, and then you lose more points. Ah, damn. Well, right. What, what would be like? What would you write in the essay that they would deem? So you had to write five thousand words about that. Five thousand words about your choice to say this is bullshit and the fact that you did not self-correct. Yes, sir. Stop a five thousand word reflection. Yes, sir. The fact that you're saying yes, sir, I no, feel like no, you've no, taken yourself back no, to no, that no. moment. You're not going to get. You need three of those. You're going to need three staff corrections to get a category two. God so damn. you're gonna have three opportunities to reflect on. <laughs> God damn! No wonder y'all get so, so tight. So let's say like, you left your water bottle. <laughs> Hold on, I'll give you an example. I think I left my water bottle at the lunch table on breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I told him to go like, but that this is an opportunity to 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 get a category two. Is leave your lunch bottle that you have a neglect. Um. You neglect your lunch bottle. You neglect your lunch bottle twice, neglect it three times. You have three neglects, that's a category two automatically. You don't even care. Self correct or staff correct, you're fine. Right? Dude, the fact that you're. So you're going to write 5,000 words on why you left your lunch bottle, bottle, your water bottle. By, which, by the way, sir, you filled up and was gray. It smoked for about 30 seconds and then turned clear. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, what is happening? <laughs> I didn't want to drink contaminated water, period. Like, how many words is that? And then stretch that shit out? The nuance. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh my god, dude. And dude, the fact that like as you're speaking this, the jargon so many years later, like it clicks. That. Like, yeah, yeah, right? You're fucking triggered, man. Yeah, I could I could go on for days. I was about to just start firing off. Honestly, you don't know what a category three is, brother. No, I do. Okay. I so category, fucking do, man. Please. Category three is observation placement. Observation placement means you get a towel and you lay on your face on a tile floor for three days. You are not allowed to flip your head. You are not allowed to itch your ass. You are not allowed to move your feet. You are not allowed to do anything without the permission of the staff member underneath the observation placement. Unless you raise your hand and you say, excuse me, sir, may I please flip my head, sir? And they can say yes or no. They say no. Either way, you have to say thank you, sir. Uh, and then you lay there on your face. If you violate that, they will jump on your back and take your wrist and put it up behind your elbows. And in multiple cases, break your arm and or dislocate your shoulder blade or elbow without the supervision of proper medical uh facilities and if you were a problem beyond that they would have multiple people hold you down and grind your ankles across the ground they would hold your knees down and take your ankle bones and grind them uh for you know just gr grind them into the ground until you stop moving uh that was observation placement and how did you get, what would happen to get you to that level uh so category you had five levels of categories. Category three and above gets you there. Category three is a, a three-day stay. 
Category four is a five-day stay with no violations. You have to complete five days with of being um, no. Yeah, compliance to all their directives. Not violating any rules. Any oh, I'm sorry. Days. And then category five. Category five is a month. People, it took, it took, it took, it took. It took it, I mean, this place is shut down due to uh, human human rights violations. But it took three <laughs> weeks to get a letter out to your parents, dude. I tried to. I had gangrene. They were gonna fucking. They had dots. I had this fucking like like um, infection, um, cause it's circling up my my leg, going up to my my knee, and they put dots around my leg. They're like, if this gets any further, we're just gonna have to chop your leg off. Holy shit. Uh, fucking shit, dude! Like that, we had to go outside. It's like six o'clock in the morning. It's butt ass cold. Mm-hmm. You're all naked. Like they don't give a fuck. And they're like, "All right, go on this slab. The slab is like, um, 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 like slanted down a hill and concrete with like some uh, spigots coming out of the top. And you stand underneath there and shower. So fucking cold. Just fucking freezing. You're rubbing show." soap on your ass and the, the the bottom of the the concrete is molded and i got i got gangrene i got a fungus foot and i got shit i got my the whole bottom of my foot was raw in between my toes and on the bottom of my heels and the the, the nurse in the this is so fucked up dude the nurse the, the, the mr surf would take me down there to the nurse and he'd hold me down and she would fucking she would take rubbing alcohol <clears throat> and Q-tips and sh- and scrape the fucking crust and infection out of my toes with rubbing alcohol. And uh, I tried to write to my mom about it, and they said I was manipulating her and trying to get out of the program for for free. And does that count as like a violation, or do you get counseled? <laughs> Like, or is that like a counseling where, Anton, we really want to help you understand what your wording means at this moment? Or is it just like fucking whatever, like negative 25 points? Yeah, it's like negative points, fuck you. Like, go back to fucking level two or level one. So once you got enough points to go to um, a next level, you had to go through a seminar. And the seminars are really powerful, actually. Like, they were what you learned the most out of, like discovery. And then there, I, I can't believe I remember that. That was the first seminar was discovery. The fifth <laughs> seminar, dude. Um, the fifth seminar was was one of the most powerful. That was surrender. I'll talk about that in a minute. Please don't let me forget surrender. But the first one was discovery, where you basically stood in two circles, like inside and outside, blindfolded, and you walked in. And you rotated people, and you had like specific responses anyway it's really powerful everybody cried <clears throat> a lot many times and you learn a lot about yourself right it's self-expression but then this one bro number five what was it saying surrender. surrender all right imagine a fucking auditorium with like a thousand a thousand chairs like folding chairs everybody's sitting in the chair everybody's eyes uh blindfolded and you you have a, a speaker um, you have your hands on your knees, everybody's eyes blindfolded. You listen to the speaker for one hour and a half. During this time, he says, hands up, hands down, hands together, hands apart. Hands up, hands down, hands together, hands apart. And that's it. That is it for at least an hour and a half, maybe two and a half hours. I left about an hour and a half. So 
you're in there and you're doing that. And while you're doing that, people come around you and they say, uh, they ask you two questions. They say, what is your experience? And what is the source of your experience? Uh, and so the people come around, everybody has different answers for what is your experience? Like whatever, like, and especially during different times of the, uh, different times of the process, they're like, you know, whatever they're trying to psycho and analysis you know themselves like we're at upper levels now like we're, we're the facilitators we're we're holding we're holding um we're holding seminars for lower levels at this point this is like level five shit on the fucking this auditorium for like two hours going hands up hands down hands together hands apart blindfold right it's start it can get a little maddening <laughs> yeah like it's no, literally no. just those four words that are on repeat and what's the point of that happening oh he changed them he changed them there was a facilitator there was one person sometimes he would say hands up hands down hands up oh so he changed the order to make sure you were paying attention not very often. It wasn't. That wasn't really. I mean, people, people like to psychoanalyze that too. People, there was people so rigid trying to follow every single fucking thing that he said. There was other people out there doing yoga, dancing to it, and like everybody had a different experience, right? It was like how it was. If you know, it was like this. Was very simple, but everybody we were talking about. A thousand people in a, in, in, a, in a room here on folding chairs, blindfold. How did you, you said you left like whatever, an hour and a half into it or something? Yeah. Like you had the ability to leave or someone dismissed you? Right, right. So, so there was two questions. One question was, what is your experience? The second question was, what is the source of your experience? The source, about 5,000. I got 5,000 words to tell you about my source. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, like, dude, I'm just like, I'm sorry, but like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if you're going up these levels, like you've practiced really reflecting on motivation. Sorry, man. I, I didn't mean to shit on, like, cut off your story, but I'm just, I'm amazed at this. So, I mean, there's, there's multiple answers. People would be like, this asshole who's telling me to fucking put my hands up that. <laughs> fuck right the source of my experience is god the source of my experience is love the source of my experience is or, or like if you answered with the source i am the source of my experience they tapped you in the shoulder and said get up get out of here and is that like common knowledge or people passing this along to you that there's a key to get out or do you just trial and error figure that the, out the point no no no, no. you did that your 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 only instruction was now, now you think you're hot shit you're like level five your only instruction is follow the instructions you're blindfolded you're in a folding chair the instructions are hands up hands down hands together hands up hands apart hands down you're talking to hours the people come over Every once in a while, every 10, 30 minutes, whatever. They say, um, what's, what's your experience? And you try to, people try to get it right. I think people try to get that, that answer right. There is no right answer there. Your experience can be whatever it is. Like, 
Yeah. But if you know that you are the source of your experience and it's not an outside source, then you have the ability to make a change. And that was the point. If you take responsibility of of your experience, then it's up to you to make the change. Or you have the ability, you have the control to make a change in the future. So by taking responsibility or accountability rather than everything that has happened in your life because you have wanted it to happen that way, then at that point in time, you can say, I am the source of that experience. And if I don't like that experience or if that experience isn't working for me, it's not that it's not right or not wrong. It's not working for me because I am the source of my own experience, due to my own experience, bless you, I can have another one. You know what I mean? (laughs) That seems so anti the message because from what you've, from what I've taken from the explanation, because you can't be you. It's so subservient. You're a servant. You're, 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 you're a prisoner in these scenarios and then for like the level five to be like you have control you are the source it would i would feel like it would be very hard to get to that realization well because it doesn't matter what you're doing i mean it doesn't matter you could be happy doing this i could be happy doing the same thing that somebody else is not happy doing uh, it's your responsibility on how you react to find happiness in something that should. You know, that's not even the goal. The, the 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 point, the purpose was that you are the source, regardless of what the experience is. It doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. You are the source of the experience. The the and this comes back to more of what I'm researching in the resident science. Dude, that's exactly where my mind just went. I'm like, holy shit, dude, no wonder like this is so powerful and passionate for you because if you keep seeking, you will find you are the source. That's exactly where my mind went. So there there are uh, different focal points or different reference points and where you do the measurements from um, completely affect the outcome of the experiment based on... The, the reference point of, let's say, I am my own reference point of the universe. You are your own reference point of the universe. We're all experiencing the, uh, we're all experiencing the same universe from our own reference point and feeding the information together. So, you know, I just, I like to think of, I like to think of everything that way and, uh, and the more that you understand it, the more that you can help, uh, that you can interact with it, you know? It, it, I just want to go back to the program because I've heard this about like scared straight and I've heard this about so many systems. Like it's amazing. You could go through something that intense, graduate. I, I thought I heard you say you were sober for about a year with some of the individuals but then get right into a coast-to-coast lifestyle of networking. 
but yet hold on to the lessons. Like that's, it's a real interesting dynamic that the lessons shaped you. Like you almost developed morals through that. Well, like I said, it, the, there, there are certain truths that I find that I learn in different ways that come to represent themselves to me uh, over and over again. You know, um, back in the day, people would say, uh, real recognizes real. Or, <laughs> you know what so I mean? True. Like there are different ways that you would express it, but it's the same truth. Right. Um, and, and, and the same with support equals release. Like when I'm able to sit, so, so this yoga, it, it's, it's based off support equals release. So you sit in the, you, know, you put your bones into certain positions and it's based off your own muscular tension. So you say something simple as like a folding chair with 90 degree angles. If somebody has certain tensions, they can't get there. This style of yoga will take blankets and props and everything to prop them up at that tension to meet them at that spot so they can release into the support so that eventually that tight muscle around those bones can lengthen and grow and receive oxygen and receive air and become healthy and become strong. And a tight muscle is a weak muscle. So the length and the strength and the oxygen and everything that's how i learned <clears throat> with the yoga and the support and it's painful sometimes when you sit there in in a position where you're weak or you don't or you're overcompensating and you can even make this analogy into life in several different places that i have that's why i'm doing it now where i'm saying i learned the same truth self-evident in different locations is that when you have support Either you have, you find locations that you've been holding tight or overcompensating that you're able to release and let go. And therefore, uh, growth is able to happen. Information is able to exchange more freely, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, it's hard for me to get past going through those and I'm not trying to dwell on it in any way. I'm just speaking where my mind's at having that. I, I think I've used flabbergasted like twice. I've really enjoyed this dude. Um, <laughs> but like yeah, to man. go through that kind of traumatic shit and the positive spin and the like a core pillar to be taken from it and then to be applied to even other elements of your life, like the yoga, it's just so amazing to me, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak about it. Oh, I, dude, I, I really wasn't did. trying to close. Holy shit. Did well, you take well, it that no. way? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but I am saying that because I do feel that like it helps me the same. Like it helps me to, um, uh, solidify it or reconfirm it. Like I do a lot of self-reflecting and I do a lot of meditation and I do a lot of, you know, I do a lot of talk. I have a lot of notes. I mean, I have like folders and files. I have, you know, a lot, a lot of notes that I look at. And I think people, you know, if they were to see this, would most likely think I'm insane. Yeah, like that's the fear, but it's just they would think you're insane because they don't take the time to do that. I've gone through periods of my life where like I was in college classes and I saved some of my like 
stream of conscious thoughts and reflections to specific scenarios, situations that were presented. And it, they're all over the fucking place, man. But I don't do that very often. I like, I think it, but I don't materialize it very often. And I think if more people did, they would feel better. They would cope better, but they would be vulnerable to the accountability of feeling that way in the moment, which I think scares people. And I don't know why not to get too woo woo philosophical, but again, like I, I don't think that's normal. So for you to no, well, do it that, normal. it's painful. It's yes. painful. That's why people don't do that. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it is a vulnerability and it's painful. And that's the only time where growth happens. There's chaos. 100%. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of theories, but like, I know through my own, that's why I'm trying to say this again, like the same truth that I find through growth. I have certain tightnesses within my spine that are, that are constant with the scoliosis, right? So when I try to go to the center and focus and breathe, I can see where the, the, uh, maybe more self-evident to me because of those, but I'm grateful for that as well. Like, because it's a, a you know, everybody has the a choice to, to, to experience it as they want. You know what I mean? That, 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 that more and more what I come to realize is that, you know, you are the source of your own experience, you're your own focal point and, 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 uh, you know, uh, I really wanted to shout out again, resident science faculty. It's $5 a month. There's now 100,000 people signed up. And, it's, and, 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 and they have, um, once a week, it's like, uh, either. All right. So once a week, it's a, it's a weekly gathering, right? And then once a month, it's Nassim talking. And then, and then in the interim, there's uh breakout groups where everybody gets to talk and, and, and discuss about what we learned and, and whatever. And, uh, this guy Nassim is doing some really groundbreaking work. You know, it's just it's it's, it's incredible. I don't know how else to describe. Yeah, it sounds like something you've got to experience, and I—that's my favorite thing. As a teacher and as a student, when information is presented, and then you get to play with it, reflect on it challenge question build on other people's perspectives what they caught what stood out to them versus what stood out to you because since we're all basically yeah a collection like it's not of our experiences it's peer a lot of these people are they're all around the world and they're scientists and they come out and i've been live and this is how i know like i've been live on on with some of his with his faculty and i've talked about my my patent and i know through reflections and, and interactions with them and other people when building it, man, I had to go to I, I had a lot of my pro, I had a lot of my equipment built by scientists, like in 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 Canada and Switzerland and other countries, and 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 I never went to school. I dropped out of college. I've done self study. I got reaffirmed through presenting my studies to these people and having them build the stuff for me, you know, and saying, yes, that'll work for that. You know what I mean? And then, and then incorporating it all together. So 
I just uh, I I just appreciate you giving me a platform to reflect on this because it, it and talk to you, dude. Honestly, man, I it's been so long, and uh, it's 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 so wild that uh, your fucking journey, man. Like, dude, I had no idea. And as a quick little sidebar, um, I, I don't know. We we really, I think we only actually hung out once. Do you remember we got caught skipping school once? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. But I think we hung out. <laughs> I think we definitely hung out more than once. No, dude. I dude, I was not the skater guy. Maybe like in passing. I I feel like we were cool with each other. I think we both have that similar vibe where not real recognized real, but just Did we ride the same bus? I was harvesting tall pines, man. I'm going towards Cool Spring. I thought you were more in Lewis, that's why we skipped. I was, school. but like I feel like we were kind of cool though. That's we what really... I'm saying. I, I I think just as an old man looking back, I think you and I don't seem to be very judgmental with stereotypes. I think you and I seem to be the people where we're merit based. Where if you're uh-huh. a decent person, we'll hang. Are you looking to have a good time? Do you want to shoot the shit? Do you want to think about things? Can you crack some jokes? Cool, right? Like right. I think that's how our vibe got. But we um we fucking murked out of school one day and went to your house and like we got chased by whatever they were, not security guards, but like the hallway patrollers and i'm in my rotc uniform we're fucking hopping fences we're feeling like special ops we get to your house dude we're planning like how do we get back to school without getting caught and it's this whole thing all that all that to say you and your thought process has always been there you and this learner this reflector at that early age so i i had to be a fucking senior so you i was a 17 year old graduate you had to be like 14 or 15 man there's a two-year gap between us you you've had these tendencies and it's so it's so fucking interesting to me man that you're not materializing them to like make money but materializing them to seek right to figure out the the a, a formula to find something that can help people and you're self-taught man that's so fucking impressive well uh thank you yeah that uh, was a long ass way to compliment you and throw in I a really, stupid story I really, thank you thank yeah. you man I, I i'm very happy to reconnect with you it means a lot to me yeah dude i i want to go back to you graduating at 365 because i i just want to know like what is what was that like <laughs> I know what I mean, it was like they, for me to be released from the military yo, and be like, fuck y'all. And just that visceral of like, I never want y'all to have control over me and my time, my actions again. And I'm curious where your mind was when you got out. All right. So they, they did this for all the level sixes, which is graduates. But, um, the entire program, like in Montana, like all the lodges lined up down this huge, like, all right, so when I'm talking about Montana, you're talking about like, like yeah, it's hard to visualize yeah, that kind of space. Bear. Right? Like you're talking about like fucking like, no, nah, I'm talking, I'm trying to say like Spokane was like four hours away. The town the closest, like, small-ass bum town was, like, 45 minutes away. We were on this, like, 
really, really private reserve now. Right. And uh, all the large log cabins, like you weren't going nowhere. Like in Jamaica, yo, if you try to go, no, if you try to go anywhere, like, no, I don't really do. Anyway, so <laughs> they, you fucking, they had the whole log cabin, everybody lined up. And the whole facility carried us on our heads, like overhead style, like level sixes. Like after we went through that whole process of being blindfolded and thrown off the bridge and, and, and like doing all that bullshit, we went to the thing and the whole camp carried us over their heads, like down the road through like this whole like mile long road thing. And then, and then we went and like went to this graduation ceremony down in um in um like Utah where we went down the uh, four, four for the four 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 forks river bend whatever in like kayak. It was dope, but um those people I graduated with I stayed in contact with for a while. You What's know, the, like I said, when I'm how many putting, people are you graduating with? Like, what are these numbers just for like me to 12? Gotcha. And how many people, when you say, <laughs> when you say being carried, like, you being, if you include the girls, yeah, it's probably like 20, 26, 20, 30, 30, 30 some people we included girls. Yeah. It's amazing that many people get sent to a place like that. Nah, bro. I mean, there was there was there was a lot of people. It was like politician son, famous icon son. I remember I was in it. I was remember I was in it. I can't say I can't. I won't say the names, but like I'm in a group therapy with finally the chicks, right, the upper level, and I think we're all hot shit. And this one girl, she she's laying this thing. She's like, blah 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 blah. Um, blah, blah. like she's really pouring her heart out. I'm, I'm I'm not trying to be an asshole right now, right? I'm just trying to summarize. Right. I swear to you, I promise to God, I'm really trying to summarize to protect everybody's name. I love that she's a really good girl. She's 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 crying and she's like, My dad, this wrestler, and I'm not I'm like spacing the fuck out and I and, and I'm like I jump out of my seat and I'm like, Oh my god, your dad's so and so and I'm like she's crying her eyes. I look like the biggest asshole. You know, ever seen in your life, like ever, really. It 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 was bad. I I felt bad, but it was it was that was like when I first got there. Okay, Let's, I'm gonna try to. No, it's not a judgment thing, but that's a good perspective. Back, back of... door, but like we, were, I was there with a lot of yeah. a lot of people, and it was a real. It was a lot of it was a real. A lot of real emotions were 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 were. were, were we're, we're, we're thrown off. You know what I mean? Well, dude, for you to go from Jamaica to Montana and then you're graduating in Utah somehow, like that's, yeah. I mean, the, that, that, it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of logistics, a lot of costs. Yeah, it was a world, it was called Worldwide Associated Specialty Program, WASP. It shut down. There was a lot of fucked up shit, a lot of human rights, civil shit. It was fucked up. It was, uh, it was fucked up. It was military based. It was restructured. I learned a lot. I really did. And I, I really appreciate going there. Like, uh, I met some amazing people, lifelong friends. I learned some lifelong lessons that people go their whole life that they, 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 they don't even learn. Just, just, you know, just being grateful and just 
I'm just very, very grateful of everything I've so, learned. But I had to, I had to put that in there. It was, it was significant. It's just as significant as everything else, as yoga, as cooking with the Italians, as everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and and I, I don't mean this in a gotcha sort of way in any way, my friend. But what I'm really wondering is why didn't it stick? Why did you get back into a lifestyle? And maybe it was more clean. Maybe it was more business like. But why get back uh, into a lifestyle after going through that sort of an intensive program? Right. So I was, uh, I really have to pee again. <laughs> but, um, check with your lawyer for the answer. <laughs> uh, I may have to check with my lawyer and have to pee. <laughs> but uh, is that possible? Yeah, absolutely, dude. All I do is just edit the dead air out, man. Yeah, man, I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit as much as you want to about getting back into the lifestyle that the program is designed to get out of you. Um, I don't know what the program lifestyle is designed to get out of me. Honestly, you're talking about high school reunion shit now. You're talking about 20 years ago. Really, like, if I, if I were to talk about, like, the lessons I learned, the integrity and accountability. One and two, integrity, and I find myself if ever, 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 and I, this is kind of a weakness to me. If everybody ever, ever in questions my integrity, I snap on them. And I've noticed when I'm doing that to be closer friends of mine recently that I probably shouldn't do. But the other thing is, um, you know, um, um, integrity and accountability. Just knowing that you have everything you want. And not putting anything else on anybody else. And I know that I've manifested that everything that I have in my life is due to choices that I've made. And so knowing those lessons from a, from a young age has, has inspired me to live the life that I have now and make the choices and be the person and the confidence I have and move forward. Like that, 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 that's basically the, um, the, uh, the bottom line of what I got out of the program. And, and you know what I mean? Got you. Okay, I'm sorry. And I, I shouldn't have assumed. Like, it wasn't like a get sober, stop doing criminal shit kind of program. Uh, it was uh, really more like just to become uh, a better person. Yeah, got you. All right, yeah. So that's me being service level. I apologize. That makes sense then. And did the program directly lead to you becoming like connected with the Indian reservation medical oh hell no <laughs> that's like saying the no hell no the fact that know. you were like hell no uh, can you talk about do you want to talk about how that connection came to be at all the church yeah I, got, I was selling a lot of drugs all over the place I got I was selling so many I was selling so much pot I'd have like 10 to 15 pounds of pot coming through a week, right? I lost like maybe 15 pounds um, in three different locations. And it just it got to be too expensive to ship shit through the mail anymore. So I got a couple of my connects. I rounded them up and I said, give me all your fucking money. I'm going to go drive to fucking um, Colorado and buy all the fucking weed and drive right back here. I got busted in Kansas with a shit ton of cash in my trunk. And I got like 17 felonies. No, I mean, no, no, like 12 felonies straight up. 
17 is an exaggeration. I got 12 felonies. They're zero tolerance. They, they have money for a bowl. I had an eight the weed on me. Felony for that. I got entrapment. I had a, I had, a, I had a lot of money in my trunk. And, uh, can you not say how much? Just to I had like about like $40,000 in my trunk. Damn. It's straight cash. Like, just like tens, twenties, hundreds. How was that shit wrapped? It was all wrapped in rubber bands and strictly thing. It was all, it was all, <clears throat> it was in a cookie jar. It was all, it was all tight. Like I had the whole thing tightened up. Yo, Kansas is fucked up, man. Like, yo, like I had everything tightened up, dude. I had a little bowl. I had one little fucking bowl, like taught, like tucked up underneath the thing. And we, and like, we weren't smoking a lot of weed. I had less than an eighth of weed in the car with me that we had in like, ozone we had the ozone spray we had the tupperware we had everything tucked. we were in a rent a car right and uh we were doing a fucking thing we were going through kansas i had a, i had the fucking cruise control i was right hand lane yeah everything dude yeah. and Standards. going over this hill <clears throat> come down this hill about two and a half miles past the hill i see this cop going about a like 160 miles an hour in the left and like behind me and just fucking hauling ass. I'm like, I'm talking about three miles over the hill. And uh, he pulled, he like about to almost rams into my ass. And mind you, I'm still on cruise control. And pulls up next to me in the left-hand lane, rolls down the window, pulls right behind me, fucking rolls, pulls me over. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Right now, he's like, you know why I pulled you over there? Uh, uh, you were following that bus a little too closely on that hill back over there, boy. Oh, and I'm like, oh, shit. Anyway, his name's Justin fucking Stopper. <laughs> yo, I, after I get out of jail, I'm at the bar. I'm talking to these girls, and she's like, yo, my husband's a cop. Stop. And they all hate him. He is the biggest dickhead. <laughs> it's like, Yo, dude, stop. Sinbad, you name your kid Sinbad, he, like that was a line, comedic, right? Like he's either yeah. going to be a comed com comedian or a pirate. You name your kid Stopper, <laughs> your last name Stopper, he's going to be a fucking crossing guard or a patrolman. Oh, God. It was bad. It was a bad scenario. I had a lot of felonies. Anyway, I had a lot of felonies, and um, and uh, none of the money was mine. Yeah, can Any I? Can we go back a moment to what made you want to drive cross country versus continue with what you were doing? Uh, all right. So there were a couple people around here that got popped for doing what I was doing that fucking blew my spot up. Oh. And uh, and that continued, and then I got a couple things stolen, and then there was a couple other things, and there was like it was just a be it just made more sense to to do it myself than to uh, rely on anybody else. What do you mean when you say a couple things stolen? Like people, you you'd go to sell Buy some the mail people. Try to what? Buy the fucking delivery men. <clears throat> like they would just snatch whatever, like whatever a pound, and they'd just be like, "It's gone." Yeah, like not delivered. It's just like there's 
Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we would have, it got to the point where I had lookouts. I had to pay people to fucking watch the places I had it delivered. Not only did I have the people, not only had to pay people to have the fucking delivered it to their fucking spot, then I had to fucking pay other people to have it watch them be delivered to their spot because I got to the point where I thought that they were stealing the packages from the from the front door. So I had to pay multiple people. And then then it just got to be too cost. It was just like, I'm not going to fuck everybody. I'm just going to go do it myself. Yeah. So I, uh, I got busted on the way there with a shit, with a lot of money. And I, uh, do you, can I pause you at the moment? So when you get pulled over, like clearly it's kind of a bullshit pull over reflecting on it the way you reflect was it because you're in a rent a car that you think the cop nah, had they had money scanners that town that town i got i got federal attorney lawyer friends now but they have uh that town raised like over like 1.8 million a year previously just from stops it's like the smallest town in Kansas you ever seen in your life. If you talk, if you go like twenty miles later, you, you see the actual pole for the center of the United States in America. Oh, it's like the middle shit. of the fucking nowhere. Wait, there's a pole. Stops. Fuck off. <laughs> Justin stops. That's your claim to fame, dude. There's a there's literally a pole in the center of America. Yeah, it's in the middle of this county, Kansas, right next to where I got pulled over. I'll take you there sometime. Stop, so dude. I'm not getting I'll in a fucking never car. Never Kansas again in my life. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude. I'm not. I don't know if I'd ever get in a car with you. Just kidding, dude. Yo, <laughs> they have um, they have they have one strip club, one gun store, a jail, and the fucking court. That was it in this town. Did you say they had a money scanner? Yeah. Like they can literally. Like radar, they can scan your car yeah. and detect money. Yeah. Stop, I believe, dude. Uh, yeah, you know those metal strips they put in the hundred dollar bills and they have all the new money now. Okay. Oh yeah, that you're supposed to like they when you go to Ace Hardware and buy two, you buy two gallons of paint. <clears throat> they look at you stupid and they gotta hold it up. They look yeah. for a little line and then they put the marker yeah. on it. They scan for a, that they shit. Those have electromagnetic. Those have a. They're electric. They have a. They're electromagnetic. Yes. Yeah. Those chips. Those scans. Those strips. So when you have enough of them together, they produce yeah, exactly. an, a certain amount. Did you ever figure out what was the amount that would go under the radar? Almost like a stealth bomber. <laughs> I mean, no, but I mean, I know I could stuff like five grand in a magazine. No problem. That was like my method of fucking shipping money across the states. I just cut out all the pages of the magazine, put five grand in there, strategically duct tape it together, and ship it back and forth like on a daily basis. I mean, you couldn't put more. Sometimes you could get ten if they were all hundreds. But like, um, yeah, duct tape, magazines, exacto uh, knives. I had no idea, dude, about this money scanner thing. That's that's amazing. I don't know either. I don't know exactly. That was just theory. Got you. Got you. Because I don't know how else to hell other than other than he just picked me. But like, 
other than he just picked me. That was just a theory. Well, how many dudes are in the car? Me and my one boy that was sleeping. He, oh. Nobody talked, and I paid all that money back. That's the thing. My intent, like, <clears throat> people try to tell you. ever have somebody tell you how much that you can trust them? No, but I got, yeah. People try to tell me they can trust me. I run for the hills. Okay, uh, that's what I do. Like people, I, I don't know if you have this problem, but it's constantly I have this problem where people try to prove how much that that I, I can I can trust them. Gotcha. The well, more people trust that upon me, I tend to. Well, so just on a personal level, did I do that earlier when I'm checking in on you, or was no, that not? No, no, no. Was that a different no, no. way? Hell no, brother. Brother, okay. no, not at all. Please, not, not gotcha. I know where I was going with that. I okay. was saying, <laughs> I was saying to this, I was just saying to the fact that, like, um, it's weird, man. I don't if you're... Stro- I'm not trying to, st- I'm not trying to stroke my own bill by saying the fact that I, I pay my own debts, and I, and I, and I, uh, you know, and that's all. Gotcha. I, I think you bring up a real interesting point just philosophically about people that have to bring up, you can trust me. I mean, no, 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 no. I would never. And you're like, why are you always fucking trying to tell me how you are? Why don't you just be what you are? And I'm smart enough to like figure it out. Like I, I, I I get your vibe, man. Your actions will determine who you are. So what, what, why the fuck are you trying to, are you trying to speed up some sort of process by mm. making me trust yeah, you? Yeah, that's a great way to put it, for sure. Yeah, man. Dude, I know f- you're, you've, Jesus Christ, this whole fucking podcast, man. Like, you've blown my mind 38 times. I feel like I've been taking nothing but psychedelics um, the entire time. Hey, I've had a great time with you, too. Uh, reconnecting and just talking about things i feel like i could go further like i i i uh yeah i don't know how how about this one thing no dude dude and again like i'm not like um i i'm not trying to like get an ending to it because i enjoy the long form conversation honestly we maybe got whatever two and a half hours ish May almost three with the uh, piss breaks, <laughs> but right. I, I, dude, I'm not trying to end it at all. If you want to keep sharing, man, I'm no, interested. No, I in don't. Fuck. I don't. I think uh, we should probably tighten it up. You know what I mean? All but right. I do want to share one thing. Okay. One times two times three times four times five times six times seven equals five thousand forty. Seven times eight times nine times ten equals five thousand and forty. But five thousand and forty is the radius of the earth. When you have a uh, one to nine on a scale and nine to one on a scale underneath it, you get one over nine, two over three, three over seven, four over six, five over five, and then reverse. Um, and all of those are all of those are harmonic 
frequencies or resonances that that show up in patterns throughout the molecules, the planets, and uh, mathematics, and and uh, you know physics and whatever, and and and, and you know the. I'm just I'm going through a couple of my uh, of my notes. I'm sorry for maybe juggling things together, dude. But that's, again, that's the whole uh, point, man. Like it's you're you're fine, man. Think. Yeah, I'm thinking like uh, <sighs> the way I took it, and again, just to fill a little space while you can gather your thoughts. The way I took you starting with those. The the numbers equaling all sorts of things. It's almost like the earth is giving you clues in a quantitative state of how shit should be. And if we go all the way back to where you were talking about, fuck man, what was that, three hours ago, about like stones radiating energy because of oh, the right, order right, that they right, are. Right, right, right. It's fucking amazing that it's like, dude, there's a fucking pattern. There's an algorithm. Hey, man, if we tap into that shit, it might make things better. We don't need to right. be so fucking synthetic. Right. So we that, can go yes, with. Right. That's we, why I wanted. That's why I wanted to try to end. So there are there are people, and there, there, there's a lot of science that is proof that is that is that is that is put forth time and time again. And this one guy who's the forefront of all of that is Nassim Harmeen from Resident Science Faculty. And he has some talks out uh, on a couple of platforms. I don't know, on Gaia TV, you can find some of his talks and some of his things on YouTube. But Resident Science Faculty, they offer a free science course. And and they have, it's they have, um, they're about to release uh, uh, audio recordings of all their modules. They have seven modules. They had six. The seventh module is kind of like a summarization of the of the previous six. But as, as like, if you're interested in all of what we've been saying or learning more about the actual science, then you can go to this place. It's resident science faculty. And they have a free science course uh, that you can take and I and I'm not sure why they. Well, it's five dollars a month, but it's well, it's the best five dollars a month I had done ever. Spent, Dude, five dollars right? is half a Netflix a month. This guy, right? This guy, <laughs> it's like it's a taking a college course. The way they've laid it out, and they're about to come out with audio books for all their modules. And like, so every module they have, they have seven point one, two, three, four, five point. You know what I mean? To yeah. Nine, yeah. Very typical online structure. Right. Very. So so. Uh, I just highly recommend those guys. They help me. Uh, they help me <clears throat> have a better understanding of, of everything. So, um, yeah. No, I, I, I think that, and Anton, to your, I don't know if it's going to be your dismay or surprise, um, but two things. Number one, the understanding that they've helped you get, I think you've really explained well to someone like me who has zero, like I have zero research, zero reading, and I'm a pretty intelligent individual. I have graduate degrees, right? Like, again, not to like suck my own dick, blow my own horn, whatever, like, but I can pick up on shit. The things that you've had to explain to me, and if this 
source is giving you those explanations, I, I think it's clearly working because you were able to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can, ex- in, a, in, if you a, can uh, take- in a summarized form, yes, you can learn a lot of what I've learned right from him. Right yeah, from man. Him. No, so I think that's awesome so that people, if they want to find out more about your inspiration, maybe one of your mentors, not to put words in your mouth, but your sources of inspiration, yeah. they, they can go yeah, check absolutely. it out and they can maybe get like a better feel of why your product is what you're making it to be. I actually, Absolutely. dude, I got, fuck man. Do you have maybe 20 more minutes or should I wrap it up? Wrap it up. Uh, let's wrap it up. I'm all right. Kinda... So, all right. I normally end with right, a What seg- do you want to do? Well, I had two thoughts, but let's go with the easy one. Okay. Let's do a little fun at the end of the pod. All right. <laughs> take it, take it in any direction you want, man. Cause you're a great fucking storyteller. Can I get, your best first for last. We've saved the best first for last. Sponsored by Abstinence. Waiting makes it worthwhile. My best first for last. My best first for last. Oh, my best first. Oh, my best first. Oh, my best first for the last thing I we talk about. You fucking nailed it, bro. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. uh, So, yeah, the best, the first thing I did uh, that was the best was, uh, hey, all right, how about just something real quick? Because it's local, right? All right, so back in the day, I was talking about maybe working at an Italian restaurant, right? Yeah. Well, Casa de Leo, um, it's going to put a plug, it's right there right now. I grew up. The Leo's in Lewis. Um, that was my grandparents' restaurant. And the chef there, John DeLeo, now owns Casa DeLeo in Rehoboth. Well, I grew up working for him underneath him. And uh, when we started Casa DeLeo, I was sitting in the back of the air. It was just me and my cousin every day. And we, I put two large 18-inch pizzas together. And I slapped them together and I started throwing it around my head. Right now, to this day, the first time I did that, it was a 32-inch slice pie. Right now, you can go get a you can get a go get a slice by the size of your chest uh, <laughs> off, 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 off off that slice pie right now. And that was one of the best first things I ever did. <laughs> so wait, you're claiming credit for spinning a fucking almost three foot in diameter pizza? Yeah. <laughs> History, but back in Casa de Leo's for for sure, definitely down. <laughs> Dude, why? Just because you wanted to see if you could? Like why? <laughs> <laughs> what was the reaction from the bosses, from the whatever line cooks? How did it stick? Actually, that would be the better We're question. Put it on the fucking menu. That's this what I'm saying. Book. Like why? Why did they think that was so good to put on the menu? Uh, well, you know, when you stretch the, the pie like that, it's, it's a little thinner, whatever. And then there is an art, there's an art to everything, especially with cooking. When you get that orangeness to a pizza, right? Where you got the perfect amount of sauce and cheese combined where it's orange, right? 
you get that glisten. And when you when that orange glisten is the size of your face, brother, what else do I need to say? Come on, dude. Do I really gotta have this conversation with you? <laughs> All right. Well, since you brought up pizza, man, if people are making pizza at home, yes, couple of little tips, couple of little secrets. I, I, I'm not talking about like dough from scratch. If you want to go there, you can. Yeah, but if yeah. if me Friday night, I want to watch a movie. I want to make my own pizza. Can you help me yeah. make my homemade pizza better? Yeah, I'll give you two two options. You got either instant yeast or or day old yeast. Dale yeast is always well. I've had a, I've had it good both ways, so I'm not going to say always the best. But <laughs> traditionally, you use you use yeast. You let it brew for a day, right? You beat it up. You just beat the dough. You cover it. You cover it in flour and you just beat it, right? You beat it, whatever you want. You beat it with a, uh, a pin. You beat it with your hands. You beat that thing down. You want to get all the air bubbles out of it. You just keep smacking the crap out of it if you want to, right? Um, you can toss it with your hands. You want to find. You don't want to have any thinness. Like it's all about feel. Like and, 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 you know what I mean. You feel. You don't. Want, it's What's better it? to have, you know what I mean? No. Well, no. Let, let me pause you because I don't. What does it feel like? What does right feel like? You know, it all depends on your elasticity of the dough too. Like you can put some nice lard in there and get it nice and stretchy and get that thing cooking. And then, like if it's not overproofed, you got low that'll you got dough that'll stretch further. And then you have to hit it with the stretch with your hands. And then because when it comes down, it's going to come back together. But if you've got overproofed lard, airy, freshy dough, you go to stretch that thing, you're going to get you're going to get breaks. In the air bubble, so it really depends on what you're working with. And if you use instant dough yeast, you got like a harder. And then there's like salmonella dough yeast, and then well, you know. So it really depends on the dough, on how you stretch it, on how the feel is, right? But like, is there an ideal um, feel, or what's your nah, ideal nah, feel? It really depends on there's an ideal feel depending on the dough, like. Like per dough, there's an ID feel of how you want it. You know, like just as just as if you were gonna make a um, Sicilian, you want it to be light and airy. You want it to be overproof. You want that to to dock it with holes in it so that when it proofs up and it has that light airy. So there's different feels that you want to address during different times or different pizzas or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're putting it right on the brick or if you're throwing it on a screen or you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, uh, no, it, it's so hard dude for a layman like me. Cause I'm not in your kitchens in the kitchens you've been in. I don't even know if I have. So brick food. oven pizza. There's there's brick oven pizza. There's wood fired pizza. Right. There's um there's there's conveyor belt pizza. Uh, you Brothers, know. Bullshit. Dominoes. Well, even down like let's just not even let's just you know. Let's nah, just, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. You're you're nicer well, than I am, dude. I just listen. Like I struggle. I I like the wood fire because. I like the wood fire and I like the brick because it feels like there's more work and more quality that goes into it versus factory. And that's yeah, personal absolutely. opinion. I mean, is a fucking pizza sauce tube that comes out of their ceiling. Yeah. 
right? So that that that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like it yeah. just it's so impersonal. There's so little style. There's so little art that goes into the creation. And I feel for food to be enjoyed, it needs to be created. You need to have an experience with it. And that might be like too woo-woo, but I think that's a true thing. It's almost like, and I'm not a hunter, but if I hunt and killed something and then I came back and I fucking skin it and I'm like smoking it, curing it, whatever, cooking it, grilling it, like it's just gonna be better than if I buy pound of ground beef from fucking wise sure because i'm connected with it right and like grotto factory pizza i should stop naming names factory pizza does not taste the same as the things you're describing because what you're describing are so many intricacies and that's what i was trying to like get a better idea of man Right, so so, so 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 to bring it back to the CBD, and I'm going to touch on the powder one more time. <laughs> the factorization of CBD is powder. Okay, that's 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 my analogy to you. The powder is the factory pizza. It's just there's no feel. Yeah. Yeah. There's no chemistry. There's no, and there's a couple things that I've really liked, and I forget when well, you brought it. All the goodness is taken out, as you know, basically. Well, all the, all the personalization, right? And that, like, why do you like meals at a great restaurant? Because you know the fucking chef, right? Like that's, it's one of the things. And I know you're trying to end, man. I'm sorry to like pontificate, but I think that is a great point about your product is if you're the dude that's on the line noticing shit, you're passionate about it. You're not just fucking following, oh, three scoops, boom, two scoops, boom, one tablespoon, boom. It, yeah. it, it's, it's, a, it's that, but it's also the feel, the look, the vibe that you're trying to put into it, which seems like what you put into your cooking, which is what I was trying to get from you about making a homemade pizza. Like that's what makes good food. That what that's what makes good anything. Art, fucking anything, man. Songs, the personalization. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with you. Yeah, man. You know. Consciousness. I love it. Being in the moment with the product and making it a part of you. Hey, 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 I do need to get you some samples though. Yeah, dude, I was way too fucking busy um with my teacher not working life to get it but i i yeah. do want to get some because again like i like working out i like jogging my daughter she likes working out she's talking about her knee thing and i don't like her wearing all these fucking bands on her knees i would much rather have some sort of cream to be like hey man you got a li- maybe a little inflammation let's yeah. throw some cream on that and no, see how you sure. feel what what um by the end of this week, we'll get up. If you're going to go jogging, yo, if you're going to go jogging, I'll meet you even at that same spot. I'll go skate that ledge. That'll be the drop. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the drop. I got it, yeah. Anton, man, thank you so much for coming on, letting people get to know you and your product. And honestly, man, your passion and your history for why you want people to feel better in a holistic way. I'm a... Uh, me personally, I'm so fucking about it, dude. I'm so glad that I got to reconnect and I'm so glad that in my limited capacity, I get to 
help you promote something you're passionate about, dude. Thank you so much, Sean. I really appreciate it. Whatever I can do for you as I grow, it will get better for everybody. You know, I'm, I'm glad to connect and we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch. We'll keep going, brother. All yeah, right? 100%, dude. All right, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. Go get some stretching in. All right. Take care. Peace. Thanks to Andre Psyche for supporting the Getting to Know You pod. Listeners, search him up. It's Andre Psyche, P-S-Y-C-H-E, on social media. Give my man a follow, just for the fuck of it. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting the Getting to Know You pod. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about by going to betterhelp.com slash getting, the number two, no, the letter U. And you, dear listeners, are going to get 10% off your first month. Remember, the link you're looking for is in the description. Thanks to Shady Rays for supporting the Getting to Know You pod. Listeners, the promo code GETTING will get you 25% off your purchase at ShadyRays.com. That's promo code GETTING, G-E-T-T-I-N-G. And if you just want to give us some straight cash money, shout out Randy Moss, you can go to our Patreon and support the pod for as little as $2 a month if you've enjoyed getting to know any of our guests. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Getting to Know You pod on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. If you have not already, please friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. Later.